We're back this time with uh, you know, a special guest, Acid Rich in the house. Yo. Hey, guys. Hey. What's happening? Good to have you guys back. We actually have had you guys both on the show, but separately. You and those were good times, and I hope we have good times again. I think we will. <laughs> Hams has anything to say about it? We will. Yeah, I'm not. I don't even drink a lot, but here I am drinking fucking Hams with hey, you guys. So slam a Hams. <laughs> yep. It's a Hammiversary. Let's do it. We also got lurking in the background. Curb McGurb, man. Boy, Curb. Curb to the rescue with the mic. Thanks, dude. The crackhead. (laughs) Acid Witch, uh, driver, tour manager, and roadie extraordinaire, among probably some other things. Personal servant. Yeah. Weed servant. Yeah. Coffee gopher, maybe? Yeah. Soon. Wendy's gopher. Yeah. (laughs) Wendy's gopher. Yeah. My favorite uh, Kirby moment was at the old precinct. Haggis was playing, and like Kirby was like doing sound, and was like, he was hey, smoking man. crack. He was oh, doing yeah. something up there, dude. And the guy from Haggis was like, "Hey, man, Kirby, dude, to my mic." He's like, "You need it up or down?" He's like, "It's fucking off. Like you need to turn it on." <laughs> I think everyone was hand boned that night, though. It was fun. I'm pretty hand boned now. Fuck yeah! Well, so at least someone was at the precinct to do sound. <laughs> usually it was Kirby. It actually usually was Kirby. More of a noise approach to sound. <laughs> what up, dog? <laughs> All right, so uh, the elephant in the room. You guys just put out a new record. Yeah. Can we can we touch on that real quick? Is that cool? no? I'm okay, just, so yeah. that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why we're here. Yeah, know? man. Oh, oh. Go on the Tonight Show to promote. Uh, you knew your project, man. Yeah, man. Okay. I thought I was fucking just coming here to go to Night Terrors yeah. fucking afterwards. Oh, man. Jay Leno. Oh, shit. Jimmy. Fuck Jay Leno. Johnny I'm a Conan. Carson. I'm a fucking Conan Conan yeah. till death, man. Yeah. Conan rules. Hey, we're probably going to like Tarantino this shit and like start at the beginning to the end or the end back to the beginning. I'm cool with that. Are you guys cool with that? I'm cool with fucking anything. Let's do it. Yeah, let's just hit on the new record, man. Okay. So, how long were you guys... Okay, so it's called um, Rod Among Us. It dropped, what, October 1st? Yep. Uh, how long was that one in the making? Because I know you, since, you did... Since, like, winter. Okay. Like, kind of the beginning of the year, I'd say. If even that, most of that record, honestly, was probably done after we got back from tour in May. I mean, there's some skeletal stuff. Yeah. But a lot of it came together fast. Yeah, yeah. that's for sure. Most yeah. of our records do, though. They always usually, like, either it's... We weren't being rushed as far as, like, deadlining stuff with this because we didn't even announce it. We were just kind of like, let's just do a record and see if we can, like, do it. Yeah, you know? mostly it was all done this year, winter and spring. Yeah. Uh, very heavy doom sound on this. Is that bad to say? No. You guys have always had that, but I think this one kind of really has a, like a, a lot of a doom. Like We don't, me or Tim, we don't really like a super slow doom shit, so we always try to like do the mid-tempo doomy type of thing, like Trouble or Witchfinder General, and mm-hmm. you know, so more traditional doom, I guess, yeah, I don't mind, but 
I don't think we'll ever go like super just like snail pace. No, you're not going to release like a crushing <clears throat> doom. No, no, we, never about that. we're like fucking from the punk world and like rock. So we like hooks and fucking, you know, yeah. rock arrangements more than I don't even know, <laughs> like a 15 minute song, you know? Yeah. I just noticed that. I mean, you guys like every record. I, I'm a huge fan of everything you guys have done. I just noticed that there was a couple tracks you guys really hit on that traditional doom sound, like you know, like you said, like trouble and stuff. Yeah, Evil Sound Screamers was such a jarring kind of release for us. I think, like, as far as just like, it was kind of like our Tim always describes it as like our just blowing of the Halloween load of just like here is so much Halloween sounding shit that it's fucking insane. We pushed back all of that for this record kind of and it's a bit darker. Definitely matter. stripped down. There's not um as much of the soundscape stuff, not as much silly sound Halloween little interludes and skits and stuff. A lot of that stuff's kind of cut out. Um it's pretty much 10 songs of you know, straight up fucking rock songs, I guess you could say, for lack of a better term. But yeah, I think from the Doom end, it's always been more of a Witchfinder General, Pagan Altar, uh, Black Sabbath area, more so than, you know, real slow Funeral Doom. And especially since, you know, Lasse from Hooded Menace left the band, I think, you know, in the early days, maybe there was more of that stuff but after he kind of left started doing hooded menace and things were going good with him i think we kind of let maybe more of our influences shine a little bit more with some of that uk new wave of british heavy metal doom and those those early english doom bands that kind of had a sense of humor and more of a, a doomy rock vibe and less of a like you know yeah you mean of, like yeah, stoned doom. right like yeah yeah, Witch Tannic, a lot of people just don't realize that Witch Tannic was just kind of like a project and it was just us kind of like learning shit and just doing something weird. I feel like, yeah, like Stoned is the album that it's like, all right, this is a, a bit more dialed in than how, kind of how weird the first album is and sounds compared to the rest of our material, I guess, you know. That was the first one I heard was stoned and it was incredible which fucking changed me maybe but um that was the first one also with you doing taking over vocals right yeah that yep. and the uh midnight mass yes that was were those were actually recorded the same like sessions okay yeah so like the drum sounds and like all that stuff is very similar to you know stone yeah midnight mass was intended <clears throat> to kind of be a companion EP to Stoned, actually. It's kind of like the intro. Am I wrong in saying that it came out like a month before or yeah, after or it was, something? It was released like a month or two before, kind of was the teaser for the new sound in the new band, kind of after Lasse left. You yeah. Know, it, it was reconfigured a little bit. There we yeah, go. Just me and Dave. It's, it has a, the same production sound as Stoned the midnight mass yeah pretty much like the distortion sounds like pretty similar like yeah the from what i remember the tones and the drums are from the same like kit 
Yeah, yeah. So, gotcha. you know, and kind of like, you know, Evil Sound Screamers I didn't produce. And okay. which Tannic and Stoned I produced. And um, I just feel like the new record kind of goes back to the stoned atmosphere of like, this is a fucking heavy ass rock record, I guess. With yeah. good hooks and shit, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, Jared brought up, like, so a couple of these tracks are based on real shit that happened. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, what, so, like, the, the Chelsea didn't come home. I just want to kind of touch on that. Is that cool, Jared? Because, like, I need to yeah, know. Yeah, go for it. So there was a thing that happened here in Michigan, right? Mm-hmm. You, you guys want to elaborate on that? Because that was a fucking real thing, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah, Shaggy. Yeah, Chelsea brought case. Um there's, uh, I, I guess I'll do my best to kind of tell a story. Um, there's a Dateline episode, actually, if anybody's interested about this specific case that maybe tells it a little bit better than I can. Probably find it online, but the gist is about a young lady, Chelsea Brock, who went to a Halloween party here in Michigan. That this guy um, from a local thrash kind of uh death metal band called pickaxe preacher would always have and it was kind of a well-known halloween bash um out in the woods in his property and uh pretty big party did it for a few years and she went that night it's this was uh i want to say in like maybe 2015 2016 around that time have to check I could be wrong but around that time and uh she uh basically was never seen again after that party until they found her body um out in the woods about a year later she was missing and unfortunately she someone from the party she left with uh basically beat and murdered her that night and that's what the song is about and um i feel like the way you wrote the lyrics it's a bit more of like kind of it tells the story of that night in a sense but it's more of like a warning song of just like don't fuck around be with friends stranger you know what i mean like it's more like like that vibe I think you did a good job with the fucking with the storytelling, though. I mean, the the weird part about you know making music nowadays, and my my big gripe about it is I understand that this band is like death metal, and it's a bit hard to like decipher some words and shit, you know. Yeah. And you know the lyrics are a big fucking deal. Really are in our band. Absolutely, always have been. And well, um, yeah. Mr. Shagrat wrote most of them on this album, and yeah, there's just more like kind of Detroity, true crimey type of stuff on it, and it's a bit darker subject matter than the typical Acid Witch stuff. It's he was definitely sending me lyrics, and I would read them and be like, "Fuck, dude! Like, are you okay, man? Like, <laughs> you're fucking writing some dark ass shit. What the fuck is wrong with you?" But yeah, it came out fucking you know just a bit darker. Yeah, I see. Forgive me, but the album's only been out for like what five or six days. Yeah. So I haven't really been able to dive into it, but in time I will. I just wanted to get your guys' take on that. 
particularly because yeah. that was a thing that happened. I remember seeing those signs in Monroe and stuff. Yeah. What she was missing. Yep. It was it, like a yeah, it was down river somewhere uh, around the Monroe area. I know where his property was. And yeah, I mean, no, it was all over the news up here. She dressed as Poison Ivy from Batman for the party. And there was a lot of photos that, you know, went nationally as she was missing in that costume so that was kind of you know recognizable but yeah it's you know it's a really sad awful story the song's written um kind of as a tribute to her because i I feel you know definitely feel somewhat of a kinship it's a story of someone you know who wanted to go out and party on halloween and unfortunately they met this awful face of evil and you know the story is really about like you know, like Dave said, it's a warning. It's kind of written from her friend's perspective of like, you know, hey, this person didn't come home. Fuck, like we got to call the police. And that feeling and how awful it must feel to be in that situation as her friends and stuff and how you got to stick together with your friends. Like don't leave your friends places at parties where people, predators could be and people could, you know, you know do things like that take advantage of people and unfortunately the world's gone in this direction where you know girls and vulnerable people and men even you know you you have to fucking watch Watch out yeah and that's really like what that song's about just kind of through the context of her story and um you know it's it's sad. It's yeah. It's There's a Halloween a of, tragedy story. Yeah. It's it's you know it's really really sad and you know I feel feel really bad for her and her family and her friends. It's was a really fucking fucked up story and that guy who fucking did it was fucking coward. You know what a fucking piece of shit and yeah. You know I'm glad that dude's gonna rot in fucking jail for the rest of his life. And now that I'm thinking about it, like everything's starting to click on me now. Um. <laughs> After the album is out. But, um, yeah, I guess there's a lot of songs on the album of murder and on Halloween, and it's not, like, glamorizing it. It's no. it's very... It's it's a bunch of tales of really sad shit. Like, shout-out Billy fucking Razorback, Razorback Records, sending him Evil Dad. And when I sent it to him, because Billy's a total lyric guy and would rather have lyrics in front of him for a death metal band, because obviously, you know, sometimes you can't. But he just texted me back right away with, that is the fucking saddest shit I've ever heard. And it's like, I feel like this is our sad album, if if that makes sense. That's that's the funny song, too. And that's the funny song, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is like, that's the one that's like more Halloween sounding with the... For sure, yeah. That's Jared's banger on there and, yeah. and actually, oh that's your favorite it's one actually, of my favorite songs on that album okay. right now. yeah it, the first the i mean i mean the hour it was released i was here <laughs> so we were jamming cool. he's like this is my favorite song we didn't even know the names of this nothing we spun it like eight times jared he wanted to know there's a story behind evil dad as well yeah yeah i couldn't well, yeah what is i that? don't have the lyrics so i wasn't able to really yeah. look into it. i'm just trying to grip what i can hear so the but story I, to evil dad is about a guy named um Ronald Clark O'Brien, and um, that was his name. Yeah, okay. that was his name, and it takes place. I believe it was like was it 70, 74, 72 in Texas, yeah. somewhere in Texas in the early seventies. 
And, um, yeah, he had this elaborate scheme where he filled a bunch of the large pixie sticks up with cyanide. I think he made six or seven pixie sticks and then resealed them yep. and took his son and a couple other neighborhood kids out trick-or-treating. And then there was a point where uh, they came to a house where no one answered and he told the kids to run ahead and then uh, came back to the kids and said, oh, look, the guy came out of the house and he gave me these giant pixie sticks. So he gave all the children uh, the pixie sticks laced with cyanide. And um, that night, uh, his son was actually the only one who ingested the pixie stick and died within an hour. And oh, at first, That's fucking he, sad. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah. He tried to blame it on his on the neighbor, the unseen neighbor from the mysterious house. But he had when, a solid alibi. Yeah, he did have a solid oh, alibi. Fuck, and man. when the police went there, they found out that old Ron was trapped within his lie. And uh, yeah, he had this elaborate plan, I guess, to murder his kids for uh, insurance money. He had a bunch of gambling debts or some. You know, some stuff like that. So mad shit. Yeah. What the fuck, man? I've just yeah. been banging Wild. this record man. in my car on what, the way to work. What, I didn't know this. What was Tim the- didn't mention though is when he first kind of wrote the song and came up with the concept of the song. It's you hear the witch intro. Mm-hmm. And how does an urban legend form? He's the fucking reason that parents were so afraid of shit. Yeah, that's his about, like, story. Checking candy and shit. Yeah, yeah, that's that all dates back to him in that town that he's from in Texas. I read that they literally banned Halloween. Yeah, it they, was that they bad. canceled Halloween Fuck. there because yeah. of him. Fuck, it was man. it's the his story is credited <sighs> as the story that kind of started the urban legend of poison in Halloween razor blades, razor blades, everything. You know, his stories culturally kind of a lot of that points back to that. I don't think there's kind of an earlier Halloween media story than that. It probably all that stuff would and you know. It, it all makes sense too because it, I mean, if you listen to Evil Sound Screamers, Evil Sound Screamers was our like public safety, like mm-hmm. don't fuck around on Halloween type yeah. of shit. And yeah, so this is like the real story of kind of that shit and you people who fucked around yeah and you can't date it back to anything if you look at those public safety videos that i sampled for that fucking album mm-hmm. they're all after that yeah like everything came it was all like late after, 70s early 80s yeah it all came after him fucking killing his kid and that's yeah where the paranoia i feel like which you know you got the satanic panic thing in the 80s this is like the halloween version of like satanic panic is just like little rumor mill shit and actual stories mixed together that you know yeah it just all blends together into this overall urban legend and you know kind of takes off through the 80s as halloween becomes more popular popular and marketable and yep you know more of this national holiday so yeah that's kind of the the start of a lot of those stories i think is the ronald clark o'brien tale and that song is very macabre you can see yes. i don't know i think it's Absolutely. got a little bit of a macabre nod to it not only yeah. in the lyrics of you know the tale 
but also the the music itself and yep there's some vocal parts in there that as soon as you hear them you're like okay that's like a total nod to macabre totally yeah which is I, great because they get a little bit with uh evil sound screamers like beastle yeah basically that kicks off the album and has it that, well, that no was the one, first time you guys really no, did that macabre sounding no one vocal. everybody worships bands you know you got fucking power from hell and you got all these worship bands and shit but like our favorite shit's always kind of been like macabre and it's like why doesn't anybody like how isn't this band kind of in you you hear like the entire stoner rock genre is based off of fucking black sabbath yeah you know what i mean so it's just kind of like why don't any bands take influence from this this shit because macabre i would say is a pretty if you're into extreme metal you probably know who fucking macabre is but i don't know what we're the fucking Midwest boys. Like, we want to be influenced by the weird shit. Like, yeah, like fucking. There's this thing in Midwest fucking metal that isn't really talked about, but like laughing is kind of a part of Midwesty death metal. You listen to Nunslaughter and you'll hear <gasps> like Jim Satan's fucking laughing. You listen to Macabre. Satan's pizza. Yeah, you listen to Impetigo and yeah, you hear like <laughs> like Stevo's laugh. And you just start listening to all this shit. Macabre has a shit ton of it and all the weird voices that they do and oh, how yeah. it's like a fucking live like play in music for you almost with what they can do. So, yeah, we've always wanted to take influence. If there's anything that we're going to fucking take influence from, it's it's probably that shit. Dude, you know? I love it. Like, I'm not even oh, absolutely. like I love that you do it because it, it's it's a awesome that you're pulling influence from Macabre, but it sounds so uh, natural when you guys it just it, it sounds it's probably yeah, I don't think that was a con- I don't think it was a conscious thing no. it just was like kind of okay I mean Macabre's I, I think one of the reasons why people don't mimic that band is it's a very very unique band it's pretty hard to mimic not only the way that band plays mm-hmm. the way those dudes have been playing for years they kind of know like exactly what they're all doing and how to interact and like what that focus is but Lyrically, too, you know, they're kind of have their own niche with all the serial killer stuff. But, yeah, yep. that song just happened to be, like, Dave sent me the riff, and I was like, whoa, the way mm-hmm. he was kind of, the way the riff was kind of sounded like. How, I'm a cop yeah, tap. Yeah, like, corporate death does the hammer on and pull yeah. off kind of riffs. It's like, okay. And I had the lyrics that were kind of, you know, true crimey. But with Ronald Clark O'Brien's story, so I was like, "All right, this this is kind of the song for this," and you know, a lot of it was matching that up, matching different lyrics that I had with riffs that Dave had for this, and kind of you know stuff figuring out which ones go, you know, with shit. So you guys are saying like you just said that kind like nobody really kind of has been copying Macabre because they're so that like niche thing kind of unique. I, would I be off to say that you guys kind of almost have that same thing going for you guys? Because there's not really that many bands that are no. Really when doing you that. read and when you see and read like reviews of stuff, people don't know how to take us. They're always just kind of like, "Oh, they're very tongue in cheek and blah 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 and campy and blah blah blah." And it's like. Yeah, people have that reaction with Macabre, too. With Macabre, yeah. It's yeah, the, like they're... nursery rhyme metal is what people fucking call it. And it's like... Yeah, you could make the case that like 
macabre writes way darker darker fucked up and shit. fucked up lyrics than some you know yeah. ronald mcdonald painted corpse fucking black metal band yes. that's just like some goofy ass fucking shit about forests and fucking hiking yeah, yeah. magic spells <laughs> chaos magic no offense to the chaos magicians but you know what I'm saying. Like, come on now. Kirby knows what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Kirby is a very, very true, though, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you guys kind of, it seemed like whenever I read stuff about you guys, somebody always throws out Halloween metal. Yeah. That was just something stupid I said one time because fucking Nunslaughter. Again, going back to the Midwest death metal influence. Devil metal. Devil metal. It's just like, yeah, it's not it's, meant to be taken anyway. It's, yeah, it's not real. I yeah, mean, it's not like trying to actually. It's be just being about dumb. Some real genre. Yeah, yeah, it's just being dumb and taking influence from stuff like that. I took know. it as people not knowing really how to, because I didn't know it came from you saying in an interview. But I, I, I took it as they don't really know how to describe you guys. So they're like, yeah, hollow. They're they're all about like Halloween, Halloween I mean, metal. I mean, yeah, it makes sense, but uh, but what what does that even mean? I yeah, mean, what the fuck yeah. does Halloween metal, metal mean? even mean? Yeah, that, that's the problem with everything has to be some micro genre now. When at the end of the day, there's really only a handful of true genres everything is else comes back to a couple different and we've always loved acid witch and making acid witch music for the fact that it's so hard like motherfuckers we cause fucking youtube comment wars over fucking genres that's what acid witch does we fucking Make it entertaining. Go on videos and look at people arguing over what genre we are on YouTube, and it's fucking. We don't like. To, we just make. We just make it. There's no like you said, Doom earlier. It's just like that's just what kind of comes out with Acid Witch. It's just our version of like weirdo music. It's nothing more than like what Macabre does or anything. It's just like our version of that. We we're fans first. We're we're fucking fans of metal. And horror movies and shit, so, you know, we're not trying to fucking do anything but have fun and write fucking music that we would probably listen to, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I've yet to hear another band that sounds like you guys. We've tried. Take that for what it We've is. We've tried. Just... I've, I've said this on, like, live on Instagram and shit and, and was like, throw me some bands. Weedian, shout out Weedian. Weedian was on live tossing me bands, and I would pull them up on YouTube and play them, and everyone in the comments and shit would just be like, no, like, it has organ, but it doesn't, you know what I mean? Yeah, right, correct. <clears throat> There's one band, and it's a band called Ouija Witch. We- Shout out. I don't even know if that band's still around, but yeah. that band Shout out Ouija fucking Witch. nailed yeah, Everything. an Acid Witch really? band, yeah, like, they really down to a T the fucking tones songwriting everything was this done intentional or we have no idea we have no idea like I don't yeah and for some reason I thought they were from Michigan me too too. yeah it said Michigan on yeah they have like a mysterious metal archives yeah we look at that shit uh, motherfuckers (laughs) we're cruising we're surfing the fucking web and it was you guys the whole time (laughs) of the side project I wish. I was actually, I was like, huh. Damn. Yeah. The whole Ouija time. Wish is a good name. <laughs> Just the fact that they have like a super vague, like metal archives. Like, yeah, yeah. And it was spelled like 
They spelled witch like O U I T C H. Like Ouija. Yeah, to mimic the Ouija sound of the O U. Witch. Yeah. Witch. So (laughs) I always thought that was pretty clever. That's tongue in cheek. That's tongue in cheek. That's what I'm saying. They got it. They get it. Yeah. So yeah. You guys should get together and go bowling or whoever yeah. they are. I don't if bowl. They're real, are they real? Bowling's the only thing that I'm fucking awful at. Yeah. I fucking don't go bowling. We'll Fuck bowling. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I would go bowling. Uh, bowling's cool yeah. for me. I'll go and drink a pitcher of beer, and throw a couple bowls down the lane. Hey, whatever, man. Dollar fifty uh, Miller Lights all night. Listen to my favorite Kid Rock song on Mini Tacos <laughs> to boot. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we got to hear about the Martin Street song, dude. While we're on this, is that is that cool? Because what the fuck is that all about? He, oh yeah, kind of. You kind of explained some of it to me. I think when we first heard it. Yeah. The so when the song came out, I'm like, that address. Why is I know? Why do I know that? And then when I looked it up, I'm like, oh shit, I totally forgot about this. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> the Martin Street haunting is pretty famous Michigan haunting. I feel like if you ever. Uh, look up any Michigan folklore or read any Michigan ghost storybooks. You'll probably find a story about five five oh eight Martin Street. And um It's a scary tale. Yeah. It's yeah. I wouldn't wanna find out like fucking <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and uh don't go to the house. I've seen people online saying that they are going to go to the house. The, the, we've heard the people will do not fuck the, around. Yeah, the house does exist. It's n- still it's in a not so nice neighborhood of Detroit. I'll say okay. that not in one of you know the most. Uh, it's it's in a rough neighborhood. So yeah, and people say that the current owners don't like people fucking around there with the ghost story stuff, but. Anyways, the gist of the story is um, takes place in the late '60s, so this predates Amityville horror hype by about ten years, by oh, about wow. a decade. Okay, Noted. takes place in like '68, I think. And uh, stories about a family that moved up here, uh, I believe, from Tennessee. Uh, the dad got a job on one of the automotive lines for GM or Ford or something, and he was uh, bought a little house in Detroit. There was uh, this little mysterious room that seemed to be kind of added on to the back as kind of a cheap little addition off the back of the house. Which you can see on Google Maps still, if you you look look at it. it. You can kind of see, yeah, it looks like a little weird outcropping someone built on the side of the house. But So anyways, the dad was working the midnight shift, and uh, when he would come home, uh, the back room would be empty and so he would use it started using it as a place to nap while uh the rest of his family you know kids were out whatever and after a while he started to have these really bad nightmares sleeping in that room and stuff so he you know kind of started to wonder what was going on and one day i think it was his brother or his brother-in-law came up to visit from tennessee and uh, he didn't say anything to him, and he just was like, all right, I'm going to let this dude sleep in the room and see what happens. So that's his brother-in-law, I think, sleep in the room, and his brother-in-law, like, comes up the next morning and, like, clearly kind of shaken, like, doesn't really want to talk about what happened. And so he's kind of like, all right, this is kind of weird. So keeps... uh 
weird stuff keeps happening. Uh, he kind of like there's a weird experience one time where he uh, thinks he sees his wife and it's kind of goes uh, through the doorway of the bedroom. She's like in the kitchen and then it like isn't his wife. It's just like kind of witch specter and uh, dressed in like ragged furs and like kind of screams and disappears. And so he has like this hallucination where he sees kind of like his wife turn into this kind of like witch crone. And then um, his like you know weirder and weirder stuff keeps happening in the house and basically to make a long story short he says you know all right i'm gonna try to sleep in this room one last night before i'm kind of gonna make the family move and he uh claims that he kind of starts to fall asleep and then falls into this kind of like weird trance and then he feels a hand on his shoulder roll him over in in his bed and uh, face to face with him is this witch, this crone, just like right in his face, and claim that she opens <laughs> exactly just opens, Fuck, dude. opens her mouth to speak, and nothing but a f- just a foul stench. Yeah, and a fucking. So yeah, he uh, basically jumped up and ran out of the house, and claims that that was the last time that w- that was it. And yeah, that's the Martin Street story, basically. Got the so, fuck out. Yeah, got his family. Who wants to out? deal with a fucking ghost witch? Who wants to deal with that shit and their family? You know. Well, he got out of there a lot quicker than the fucking uh, DeFeos got out of that Amityville house. They hung out for a while. Well, this is a th- the interesting thing about Martin too is, like I said, it's a decade before the DeFeo story and the you know, uh, Amityville story. So there wasn't a really a precedent for ghost stories and haunted house stories in the U.S. either. This is a very early uh, ghost story. There's really not a lot of other things like this, you know, of, of these kind of demonic entity type ghost stories, you know. So, yeah. And then it's, there was a slew yeah. after that, like Beyond yes. the Door. Yep, Amityville, all that shit. And then it, it yeah, and in the wake of Amityville, you saw a lot of people giving, you know, questionable accounts of their own, you know, talk, people trying to get on talk shows and people trying to do it for money and fake exorcisms and fake possessions. But this is back in the 60s. This is back before anybody really had any notions to make money off fake ghost stories. So it gives some credence to the Martin Street story, to the Martin Street story haunting. Like, there wasn't, you know, I, I don't know what these these people would have stood to gain from from right. hoaxing the story at the time. Like, there there doesn't seem to be any financial gain or anything like that yeah. other than losing their house and their sanity. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not like they... So. they it's not like they got together with like a publisher and no, tried no. to sell this. Yeah, there wasn't a book or there wasn't a movie or any rights or anything to sell. It was yeah. just like, hey, this fucked up shit happened at our story and or at our house, and we want to tell our story to anyone who will fucking listen. Yeah, that was almost like a blueprint for that whole like, like you said, like ghost story in a house kind of thing. Because yeah, in the sixties, I don't think anyone was fucking around with that. Yeah, not really. So. Well, now we know about the Martin Street story. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's weird. Like Dave said, the house is still there too. I think it's like painted weird. It was painted bright pink, I think, for a while, but now I think it's painted bright blue for some reason. I'm not sure. I did, yeah, I looked it up not too long ago, and I wanted to say it was blue, but yeah, it's fucking weird. And oddly, um, it, it kind of ties in unintentionally, even with lyrics that Tim had with Gundella which is the last song on the album. And that was completely unintentional. That was just like, Tim, I don't know how long you had that fucking song for, like lyric wise, but that was completely unintentional as far as that. Like when you actually get the lyrics to the album and can read them, some of the songs like that kind of like mention or tie into other things. Okay. And it was completely like kind of unintentional. We didn't even like mean to do that. It just fucking worked out like that. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. It's weird. Yeah, Gundalo was written last, so I could kind of weave some of that stuff back in there, but she does kind of tie into that cuz she uh wrote about Martin Street often in a few of her books. She had wrote a couple um like Michigan folklore books, one of them being the Werewolf of Gross Point, um, and yeah, she talks about Martin Street quite a bit, and seemed to think that there was some, uh, you know, something there, something maybe legitimately going on. It's a little different from the Poltergeist house because you know people visit that all the time, mm-hmm. and the neighbors they already know what time it is when someone's out there with a camera. And shit. Oh yeah, if you live but in a house, that's like also that. in like a fairly like nice fucking Cor- subdivision. Correct. So from straight from the Acid Witch dudes, do not go to the Martin Street house. Yeah, it's, don't there's fuck no vitamins around. in it. There's we've, no vitamins. You can't. We've it's not good. we've warned you on the album of fuck around and find out songs. Don't fucking go there. Don't I, find out. You don't need to even fucking know. It's a scary story. Leave it at that. I mean, even if like that house wasn't haunted, <clears throat> you know, you, you don't want to be fucking around in some certain neighborhoods. Yeah, yeah. If, if you know, yeah. if yeah, if you don't have a reason to be there, you probably shouldn't fucking be don't there. Don't go. Yeah, 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 yeah. So people, uh, you know, write that people down. People respect their neighborhoods <laughs> and know who when outsiders are there fucking around doing dumb shit. Yeah, yeah. Don't I guess take it. Kind of brings me. So mention how some of the lyrics in this kind of weave through and kind of connect back. Do you guys ever think of because you've done it with songs? You have songs that are clearly like stories throughout. Have you ever guys thought of doing a full like concept album, like a front to back story, almost like a King Diamond feel? I don't think so. We've talked about maybe shit like that, but which I always felt like Witch Tannic was kind of like a concepty album because every song's like really like got the witch in the name of the song even. So it's like all about witches. Yeah. Um, yeah, I never thought of but that. But I mean, I've always told Mr. Shaggy Rat to fucking write books and shit because of his fucking tales that he can tell. Yeah. So I wouldn't be against anything like that per se. Because I, I feel like I you could know. write some yeah. dope lyrics. You'd have to find a story that would kind of warrant it. Like a story that would have a, enough high points, enough of a like timeline where you could you know probably do a full album from it and would be worth telling like for instance i mean you know macabre's Dahmer yeah comes to mind a bit 
Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know who Acid Witch is Dahmer would be. I don't know who has that. What that you know, story maybe, would be. Yeah. The closest would probably be Gundela because her story is fucking insane, probably. It's probably the most insane story on the album, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and the coincidences in her story are fucking crazy, hmm. too. So, I don't know. Her tale's definitely another another warning tale. Another of kind one. Kind of be careful with the forces another. that you play with because sometimes, you know, things will come back. And if you dabble with dark forces, sometimes you allow that into your life and, you know... Yeah, suffer the consequences. I suppose. I remember being scared to death to read the Necronomicon when I was a teenager, because <laughs> they're like, "You will like fuck around and find out," kind of yeah. thing. And I'm like, "I will." I mean, I never did though. Like fully sit down and read it. Cause it's like you're gonna open up a gate. Shit, I believed it. I'm like, oh, shit. inviting that evil into your life. Yeah, I fucking dude. still believe it, man. Put that Don't fucking, fucking evil on us, Ricky Bobby. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> But I was always intrigued, though. I'm like, man, I really want to dabble with that shit. But what what if, though? You know, like, I don't know if I want to dance with those devils. <laughs> Certainly. Join <Yeah>. us. <laughs> I don't want to dance with those devils. No. So is there any other songs on here that are based on, on, on the new record that are based on uh, actual I mean, stuff? Devil's Night Doom is like a fucking Detroit anthem of like arson and yeah, vandalism. Yeah, I got that real quick. It was tribute one that I really, to <laughs> it was like burn Detroit, the city down. Yeah, like, 80s, Devil's Night. Yeah, that's real shit, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I guess, you know, I, I almost like even... The title track, Right Among Us, which is kind of like an apocalyptic song, if you actually read the lyrics and shit, it's, yeah, it's, it it just goes places that, I, I don't know, I feel like we've never really fucking gone before, it, it, it's, it's fucking just dark, it's, it's sad, you know. I gotta get those lyrics, man. Like, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm saying about the death this, metal thing. It's is a like, new record. This thing's yeah, been out. Like, less this song's later. kind of like a darker continuation of the song Witch Tanic Hallucinations, where they kind of have this traveler, this searcher, looking for the, the knowledge of the witch in the forest or whatever. And this song's kind of like the same thing, you know, a conversation between. Uh, you know, that's why there's voices in the and, song and the witch again. This this searcher, an adept, if you will, and the witch is basically you know kind of asking questions about the future with this person and kind of telling them you know here's what the future is, laying out this bleak future and telling them you know Not here's your future, good. yeah. So you might as well rot among us, join join our coven throw it away, you know, throw your fucking life away, throw away all the shackles, throw away all the chains at society and, you know, your job and your fucking parents and your schools and your Which again, nobody figures yeah, nobody, politicians put on you. Like none of that shit fucking matters. Who gives a fuck? And it uh, it goes back that's do like a what very you wanna do. Yeah, that goes back to Stone to the Grave, which is everyone takes as like a stoner song about smoking weed and shit, you know? But again, no, th that I song didn't. is basically, it's a, it's a much darker version of that song, but it's kind of just about doing whatever the fuck 
you want to do and not let anybody fucking, you know, and yeah. the guest, the guest part in, in that song, there's, you'll hear me singing and Tim kind of comes in as a guest. So when you actually get the lyrics and can read it, it's like we're all sitting here at a table and, you know, you're the fucking guest and the witch is sitting next to you. That's why we kind of did it. But again, in fucking COVID land and all this shit that we're dealing with, it it really fucking sucks how long it takes to do any any type of thing. And CDs were the fastest fucking shit to do. And even CD pressing plants are like backed crazy up. backed up because either no one wants to work or what the fuck ever. But everything just takes much longer now. And it, it, it fucking sucks. But yes, the lyrics on the album are just... You need you really need the lyrics and listen to the whole album, reading them to fucking get you know what's going on. Because I understand it could be a little hard to you know understand without them sitting in front of you. Yeah, the more I listen to it, the more I'm able to pick stuff up. But I definitely give it another run through. Yeah, I read a review that someone just heard shit like in the vocals. And researched it from like the words they heard, and figured ev- everything out. So I I don't know. Maybe you can understand it a little better than you know, yeah. I mean, it. you know, you could probably do a quick Google search and find out you know anything you want about these topics and better uh, breakdowns of a lot of these stories and cases than I can do off the top of my head when I'm like four hams and uh, multiple joints and edibles in but i'm already intrigued because i'm just going i'm just like it's a new record for me for for everyone and i've been listening to it a lot and i pick up bits and parts the more i listen to it you hear more you hear more vocals you hear more stuff in the background yeah you know especially in my car it's different than my headphones and then in my headphones i hear something different yeah i'm still in that process but like i cool um i'm picking up bits and parts but just from what you've talked about i'm like there's a lot more going on on this record than I than I thought. It is lyrically like, the I best fucking. That. It is lyrically the best album, and like I say this from me not doing the lyrics and me being like a genuine fan of Tim's writing, I guess. And like the lyrics are just yeah, it's. I love the music and I love the fucking lyrics. It all came out fucking great, you know, like. It's fucking. It's different. It's uh, it's really fucking good. And I and I tuned into a lot of your uh, Instagram live feeds. Oh, cool. And long before this came out, you just kept pl- plugging the fact that this was one of the most focused records you guys were gonna do. Yeah. It was very focused. Like yep. you guys were very honed in, and you know, I was like really excited for like what what was we've always happen. talked about. Like Tim's always on the fucking you know darker side of things. And I'm more of a fucking, like, cartoony, witches night out Halloween type of guy. So it's, like, that balance. But this is definitely more of, like, a... As far as lyrically, it's definitely a darker Tim 
Chag rat fucking, yeah. you know. Dave's like witches night out, and I'm more like Sammy Kerr, like <laughs> fuck the world, kill them yeah. all. Hey, hey, it's a nice, it's the peanut butter to the jelly. But I mean, both like, of them go together, and they it somehow works in a collaborative effort to fucking do things, and it's yeah. a nice balance. And some albums might be a little. That's the thing with Acid Witch is you never know what you're gonna fucking get. That's the thing I like. We might about do fucking. I'm chomping you know at the bit I mean, when, like, it's September, like, 22nd. I'm like, it's almost fucking time. Something's coming out. Like, dude, like, even, like, <laughs> you guys put out the Halloween that almost wasn't. Yeah. And that kind of had that different sound. Like, it almost. I was talking to Steve about this. That, like, the. It, it didn't have those, like, real low ends to the guitar. It had more of that high end to the guitar. Yeah. And I fucking loved it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, sure. that's what I love about you guys. Everything you release, you pull inspiration from so much stuff that it's like. And, What's yeah, come and Shagrat and I are fans of, like, raw raw music. So, mm-hmm. and, and that's something that if you get signed to a big label, all of a sudden you need their producer producing your shit. And it's going to sound like every album that that fucking producer produced. And, yeah, like Tim said earlier, it's just, it's a stripped down production even of, like, we really didn't fuck with too much anything digital. It was just like, here's what it fucking sounds like. Record it and let's fucking put it out. Like, we're not focusing on making every kick drum for all you fucking little producers out there. Every kick drum and snare drum beat is the same, like, volume. It's triggered. We're kind of going the opposite route of that and just, like... This is what it would probably sound like live. It, it nothing's yeah. like over compressed, and you know how how like a relapse record would sound that comes out. Like yeah. it's not, it doesn't yeah. have that shine to it. It's still fucking filthy and raw. And I think that's something that we don't ever want to fucking get rid of. Like it's which is fucking great, honestly. Yeah, it's I don't know. Even even the full lengths. Um... I haven't listened to this one enough, but like, uh, like evil sound screamers and shit. When when you guys play the stuff live, mm-hmm. it's not too far off. So like when I'm like, well, especially it. this album. This album was definitely like made to. These songs are fucking rock songs. They're made to be played fucking live. I can't you tell know? you how much beer we spilt on each other when you guys played Hard Rock Halloween like the first time. I think it was at the old precinct or something. We're like, what is this? Like. This is the all-time like fucking rock anthem, dude. We we're like, okay, good. Like, yeah, it didn't sound too much different from the record. Is my point. Yeah. So that's awesome because the songs were meant to be played live. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Like, I mean, in the past, Acid Witch is fucking, and my production style is a little weird. It's yeah, it's almost impossible to put the samples in and the swamp sounds and all those little ear candy magic that you kind of hear in the fucking background. But, I mean, Rod Among Us was... There's nothing, like, crazy fancy about the album. It's, like, instruments. It's it's a fucking rock record. You know what I mean? There's yeah. not many little... Any flourishes of anything or, like, the samples that we had on Evil Sound Screamers. They're not... We're not pushing any of that stuff. It's more just music and lyrics on this album. The riffs are incredible, dude. Who oh, wrote... Yeah. Did you guys both write the riffs to this? Yeah, we... Acid Witch is a weird collaborative project that sometimes we write together. Sometimes Tim will do the lyrics. Sometimes I'll do the music. Sometimes 
it's it's different every time it's a project we were never meant to be this full like band tim is the fucking man when it comes to artwork and fucking lyrics and you know i've always said this to to him like you should write shit like like a fucking book or something so i don't know i think it's just a it's different every fucking release yeah i think it's more (laughs) about like like, who's got good ideas or what you can contribute in a way i think the band you know started more as like looking at things from a different perspective of how bands work exactly yeah i know pretty early on we looked at like hey you know what bands used to do and no one does anymore is have mascots like Mm. iron maiden has eddie and anthrax had you know uh not man or whatever that fucking guy's name and Riot had the fucking seal boy. Oh yeah, and Megadeth had fucking Rattlehead. Yeah, and, like uh, ha- uh, Halloween had fucking Pumpkinhead man. Pumpkinhead man. Yeah, don't forget that guy. I don't want to forget Pumpkinhead. Man. Yeah, Jack. I think his name is Mister Mister Jack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, nobody was doing that anymore. So it was like, all right, let's kind of have this be the face of the band instead of like. Four dudes in a cemetery making invisible oranges in their hands and trying to look tough because two years ago they listened to terror and hardcore bands, but now they love autopsy and fucking death. And it, you know, like just so much fucking posturing and shit. So take all that out. Don't fucking worry about like what your fucking image is and how many fucking cool guys you have in the band. And focus more on art, the art. Yeah, the art and the storytelling, like a comic book almost. And the music in that was, you know, this audio kind of companion to all that. But that was the original focus on Acid Witch. And not yeah. a lot of bands like. Even when it comes to Eddie and other, you know, mascots and shit, we're different than yeah, those bands because we use Tim's her doing a little the, bit more. Yeah, and Tim and you do, and you're doing the, the lyrics in some way as an active character. I don't know. If, and you don't see anybody from Iron Maiden painting those covers. We're very, we're very like we do everything ourselves too. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. They they kept it it's, pretty controlled for a long time with just using Derek Riggs. But I'm but saying yeah, like as a member of the band, we don't just focus on fucking music like a band does. Like Tim is painting the covers. I'm designing sh- we actually do everything in the fucking band. Covers the layout. You know what I mean? Like all the merch But we're yeah, we want to be in that control of everything because we grew up worshiping fucking VHS covers, metal album covers, comic books, which is the storytelling aspect. Paul Acid, which is is a bunch of all that shit. You know what I mean? Like that's really when you boil it down, it's comic books. It's, it's just everything that we've been a fucking fan of. Like we can't take credit on anything. It's literally just shit that we have always, you know, liked. Yeah. Honestly, I think a lot of, like um, coming from like the the punk background of that thing, just the aesthetic and how things should be done, like DIY, pretty much aesthetic to it, kind of really helps and really. Yeah, I mean, that kind of like like gravitates with you guys, and it really helps in a way that you don't see it a lot as you get like metal bands get bigger, get signed to albums, and things get pushed off to other people to come and contribute it, and with you guys keeping it all in house and that whole 
all in house with the uh, fucking ideas too. Exactly. It, if you look at fucking Slayer, King Diamond, I'm not saying we influenced that shit, but I'm saying we had a fucking die cut Halloween decoration years fucking before that shit don't, started coming out. Don't anyone yeah. say it. The years. Rob Zombie, dude, that Rob and I think we did. I think we showed a bunch of bigger fucking record labels that, hey, this ch- cheesy in parentheses shit kind of fucking sells a lot. And you know what I mean? When when did you ever see anybody doing die cuts and shit? Yeah, We've no. always been a, more about the, uh, how it's portrayed in the package that you get. But it's those are not things. Just music. It's I gotta artwork. interject and not take credit for that because at least like there's a purpose and a a like you know it makes sense. Yeah. A lot of the shit they do now is just race to the bottom. Like whatever they can slap a fucking band logo on. Reaction figure yeah. from an album cover like, like Napalm Death. I, or fucking, I'm, you know I just I mean? wanted to make clear I'm against that shit. You know, I heard an interview with Ian McKay once and he was like, you know what? Look at this. I got a fucking coffee mug here. It's a fucking $4 coffee mug. I drink my coffee out of every, money, uh, every morning. Slap a Fugazi logo or a Minor Threat logo on there. It becomes a $15 coffee mug. Why? And, like, yeah. it made sense to me. He's like, I don't want to do that shit. You're, it's it's such a fucking... When you break it down like that, you know, I, I don't care about having all that fucking band merch. It's frivolous. It's just, like, items to kind of rip people off with. Like, do you need a fucking Acid Witch socks or a coffee mug or just, like, whatever. So much fucking garbage, but... I always took pride in, like, at least the little extras we did, like, made sense, like a die cut or the pumpkin carving uh, insert, you know, at least, like, it made sense to our aesthetic and, like, what we were doing, you know, like the, the, uh, the smokers kit that we have now where you can, you know, if you order the new record from Hell's Headbangers, you can get a little smokers kit with a weed grinder and some papers and a little weed tray. That's what we do. Yeah, you know, get fucking burned out before you listen to the album. But, yeah, I don't just want to... I hate bands that just, like, offer everything. Like, oh, here's just some unrelated fucking random with our logo on on, it. Tim, you don't want an Acid Witch Funko Pop? Pay fucking $25 more for this bullshit. Then you could just, you know, it doesn't... But that's what I was... too much, man. I agree, and that's what I'm... That's what I was kind of trying to get at with We I'm actually are horrible at merch. Yeah. We never have merch. At shows. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. We're not fucking good at that at all, you know. Awful. Yeah. Hell's Headbangers does a great job of, of that oh, shit. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's what I was getting at with the band, though, is, like, we don't just focus on me. It's not just a... Me and fucking Shagrat getting together, like, what are we gonna Dude, fucking check out this hot What are lick? we gonna fucking do? Oh yeah, yeah. It's what is this album gonna be about? What is this art gonna look? We we focus on that because we're doing that. We're doing the covers and shit ourselves too. So yeah. it's like, it's not just the music that this band is focusing on. It's fucking literally everything yeah. that we do. Literally, like. Everything we do is us. So, 
it's a different it's a different beast than most bands i think it's a it's a different like just look on what a band is and what we want to our output to fucking be and look like and sound like and it's a bunch of different shit and it's different every fucking time we do it and that's good because we use what we're fucking whatever we're into at the time whatever we're strong at at the time this time tim was fucking a beast on lyrics so you know what i mean like it's just wow we just we just do it and it's different every album you guys are keeping that aesthetic heavy on like that kid in the video store holding that mausoleum tape like looking at that like you guys are keeping that that was us like you're making music for people that still appreciate that shit and remember that shit i mean i don't want to like fucking uh say how old i am but i'm at an age where i used to (laughs) hang out in like some dusty ass fucking video stores and rent tapes and just sure and just there's something about holding a physical copy of fucking anything i can't tell you how many times i just dissected the sepultura arise artwork like yeah, that shit's burned into my head, and it's still if I hear that like at a hard rock cafe now or whatever because it's commercialized, I still go back to seeing that album cover and thinking like, wow, you know, you yeah. guys are keeping that shit like where it needs to be, dude. It's like, important. Our first album is. was on Razorback fucking records, which were notorious back in the day for just saying like fuck everything, fuck the like. Just make dope-ass horror covers and fucking make your artwork look sick. Fucking, you know what I mean? Like The problem with a lot of fucking metal bands is they use horror as a fucking pose. Oh, what is my uh, fucking band going to be? Like, oh, you know, they're not horror fans. They probably don't really watch horror movies out of, like, whatever's trendy, (laughs) Friday the 13th, you know, all this bullshit. It's gotten fucking popular, like, you know... Basic bitch shit. Exactly. Pop culture, like, just like everything pop culture when we grew up, when we were fucking kids. Like, you know what I... Exactly. I got a Texas Chainsaw tape that's going to give me free admission to a grind show. And... But, no, it's... I'm not... (laughs) No, no, I hear you, man. Amazing shit all the way around. We're not knocking those movies. I fucking love every single one of those franchises. I'm just saying... All we're saying is, like, dig a little bit. How are you going to keep buying the same five fucking movies from these horror movie t-shirt companies that literally put out Halloween 1, 2, 3 every fucking year? Like, do you like any other fucking movies? Yeah. Or, like, what is happening in the horror community right now to where it's the same, like, I'm not even, like, playing right now. It's the same, like, five to ten movies that get repopped every fucking year. They cycle through designers to do new designs. And we're used to fucking rotten cotton awful shit, which would get canceled. Chaz Balin. Nowadays, yeah. Like, it would literally get canceled nowadays. That's our shit. You know, we were into this shit before it got fucking popularized on the internet of dudes and people holding Blu-rays and taking a selfie or something. You know what I mean? Like And some, like digital 100% digitally art done like killer clowns from outer space shirt that's like yeah it's just it's so this, ugly it just makes you want to puke yet someone paid like $50 I won't name the artist but yeah it's fucking kitchen sink design yeah. a good horror movie poster guys doesn't give the movie away look at the fucking nightmare on elm street fucking original hey man, like the, the OG you don't want to you don't you don't we got to 
cute little dog um, oh, yeah, Moose we're dealing with. But yeah. He's running free. Oh, can you move that headphone? Or the, you know, hey, here's how many characters are in this movie? Okay, let's do every single character in this movie as a disembodied head on this fucking shirt. And, and it's shirt. like every I scene. I want to put every fucking character's scene. fucking face. You know, and they don't even paint that shit. It's just some fucking still that they fucking paint over a fucking photograph. It's just like such fucking hack bullshit. And the shit that we grew up buying was like, I mean, shout out Fast Custom Shirts still making the dope shit. I got so many from them. them. Just do a fucking, yeah, flat, like black and white, you know, artwork from the movie. Or you know, I'm into just the the OG album like art. Yeah, like, like just the mausoleum like, shirt. Yeah, want, just the mausoleum. I'm okay with a full like, color shirt if it's the fucking original key yeah. art. Like yes, I like the one offs too. Like the Gates of Hell shirt I got it like uh, the one convention we went to. It was just the drill going through the head, and it just said Gates of Hell, but it was a black shirt with white. And that even was if yeah, you that's look, a, even that's a uh, cinema wasteland. Ken Kish. Yeah. Yeah. Even, he did a couple cool, other yeah. ones. Too. But even Bizarre. if you look at old yeah. school rotten cotton designs, like the Chad Spalin designs that fucking he just said, all it is is a redrawn image, but it's actually drawn. Drawn, right. Yeah. And it's so simple in that it's like most of them were like white, I feel like. It was like yeah, original was rotten cotton shit was like, like white color. and red or like, you know what yeah. I mean? And we're two color shirts. Yeah, yeah two yeah. color shirts. That's what I'm still in, like. We love that shit. You know, fuck this. Like, if, if it's like the OG VHS cover or something yeah. like poster, like maybe like the overseas European poster variant, something that's like the original shit, just put on a shirt. I'm and I'm okay it. with the fast custom shirts, just fucking bringing that contrast down to the original movie poster to where you can't even read words and printing that on a shirt. That's what I want. Like, that's the shit that I I want. Actually, I'm wearing... I think I I fucking... I got this from Fast Custom. Yeah, I've got that shirt, too. Classic fucking Fast Custom shirt right there. Video violence. Renting is not I got the wood chipper one, too. too, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. I seen you at the new precinct. I'm like, he did grab that wood chipper shirt. At oh, I gripped it up real quick. He, they, dude, you got to. We met him. I I also just saw him at Camp Zool. I played like a Slasher Dave set at, at, at a fucking uh, festival in Ohio, and I he was helping somebody, and yeah, we just started talking and fucking shout out Fast Custom Shirts, still making the dopest fucking shit. Fucking great, great movies too. Like I said, it's not the same. All it is is licensing deals. Every year, it's like let's license the same because it's it sells. Dude, but what blows to these my mind people. is like so some of the bigger companies. I won't say their names, but people know we're not talking shit either. We're just well, saying some our of that opinions. Stuff I don't even know if it's licensed. That's why they get these other artists to do it because they can do they. It's well, that's the thing is they need they need a different design every year yeah, so they could keep making money off exactly. of it. If you pay thirty thousand dollars for a license and make however number of shirts they're limited to with that license, I mean, it's just the same five movies. Why would you gamble? You know what I mean yeah. on fucking I don't know fucking Secret Life of Jeffrey Dahmer fucking shirt <laughs> or like you know what I mean like it's coming this shit fucking sells and mark my fucking words I'm calling it on this podcast right now Halloween three the movie that everyone talks shit about for all these years 
I bet you any amount of money within the next five years we'll see a fucking remake of Halloween 3. I'm calling yeah, it now. Yeah, I can see that happening. Like, straight the fuck up just because of how these companies can pop these movies. I remember people hated Halloween 3. Yeah. Like, whenever I went to conventions yeah. and shit. But, mark my words, it's going to get a fucking remake. I've had people tell me no. It's like bullshit. They already did a nod. Look at all this licensing they're doing. Trick or Treat Studios masks. the most expensive outside of the original, you know, meta with the orange uh, border. The very first, you know, Halloween tape. I mean, Halloween 3 is definitely the most expensive. Oh, yeah. Far out of the any of those tapes now. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, man. I'm surprised I somebody I yeah, this, hasn't though, those remade like bright, it already. Like neon color shirts that that you guys are kind of talking yeah. about, like you see them at conventions and stuff. Yeah. Like your Silent Night, Deadly Nights, your Maniac yeah. Cops, where it's just like a collage explosion of like pinks and like bright yellows. That shit's cool with shit like the South Bend Shovel Slayer shirt that you have. Is that mine? That's yours. Yeah, that's yours. Well, the, the here's oh, a funny it? here's okay. a funny thing about Dude, that, that. Okay, like, is they actually paid. Um, Osborne, which got caught jacking Frazetta art, to redo a lot of to redo that fucking South Bend Slayer shit. The South Bend Shovel Slayer shirt I did was just something that I did that I sent, and they were like, "Oh, great idea, we'll do it." I seen you wearing that. I didn't know that. I seen you wearing that. Like that's that's awesome. And then they like got him to like make a more. I don't know his style. Oh, I got you. Uh, shirt of it, and yeah, the Uncle Buck one too. Well, yeah. I mean, again, back going back to the two color shit. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. You it's know, it's not the same five franchises you guys are talking about. Like, it's a sidestep of a fucking fifteen-second clip from Uncle Buck with a drill. Like, I want it's, that in my life. That's I can roll with that. Yeah, but still, I mean, that shit's still influenced by the shit that we were buying, like rotten cotton shirts. It's yeah. like I'm sticking to the yes. two-color bolt. Very the Chaz Balin style with just the the fucking white. white. Think about that fucking Exorcist shirt, dude. That's like one of the dopest shirts ever made of the half Captain Howdy, half fucking Reagan. Yeah. That's like ah, that's one of my favorite shirts and I still have that shirt and it's the like Macrophasia literally falling apart. Yeah. Tavi uh, yeah. has it too. Mm -hmm. Tavi, she, she, yeah. Still ripping it. And it's like faded and old. Like it's yeah. I've seen her wearing it at like a tape swap. I'm like, where'd you I get still it? rock it once in a while. Yeah. It needs to be a very special occasion to bust out that <laughs> I think that's why she fucking Chaz Balin shirt. But so yeah. Sick, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it needs to be like a wedding or something. You know? <laughs> I look you know, formal, wedding. but I'm also here to party. Like Dude, the last thing I'm gonna say about the shirt thing I was just trying to get at was these companies release these shirts and they're like thirty five bucks a shirt. And it's like, okay, it's five colors, like I guess that makes sense. But then they'll do a straight-up white ink on a black shirt, and it's still $35 fucking dollars but a shirt. But at that point, a lot of those shirts are just DTG, so it doesn't fucking matter. You could have a million fucking colors. There's it's one like company a, that does DTG. Yeah, it's not like a screen print where the different colors are going to kind of be... Yeah. yeah, you actually have to do more work. But I will say, I mean, you would think that a lot of them are DTG. I know Fright Rags is screen-printed, but they it's not hand screened it's like very meticulous like like rope like 
machine-made yeah. screen print, which is very detailed, actually, and crazy. But, yeah, most of it is just DTG, which, for those that don't know, is just kind of like a laser jet printer. And the, the, the colors don't come out as vibrant, and it kind of goes in the shirt. It, it's like it doesn't crack like ink does and shit, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean... There's nothing that beats even us to this day and who we get our fucking shirts from. A hand screen. Yeah, but oh, yeah. I mean, you know, a fucking hand. So there's oh, yeah, still that human little bit of... I know Kyle, Kyle's busting Kyle. some shirts for you guys. Is that who you still go to? Kyle still... Yeah, yeah dude, we Kyle, still man. use Kyle all He's, the time. And he did Kyle's our, last run of, uh, our last run of burn offering shirts was through his Kyle. Yeah. His shirts are incredible. Yeah, we've been using Kyle. I mean, you've used him for shit fuck... Like... Kyle fucking rules. Yeah, all all shit's quality. Oh, yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, have you guys gotten your uh, burnt offering shirts yet? No. Why is I that? So. I don't know. I'm a small. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I got, like, a, the boxes in there. Okay. Well, <laughs> all our merch. see what we can do here. I'll wipe my ass with it on the way home. Thanks. I'm just Appreciate that. <laughs> that's a fun... No, that's... Schnauzer, <laughs> uh, schnauzer story. Yeah, the Schnauzer <clears throat> story. I was driving back from uh, Ohio one time from Hell's Head Bash 1. Oh, I th- oh was it Hell? I thought it, it was, was in the warehouse because okay. we all, we all yeah. drove separate to that one, and I drove my car, and... I'm driving like three hours, three and a half hours home by myself in my car, and I need to fucking shit. Diarrhea shit. <laughs> I was like drinking all night, and I needed to shit. So yeah, unfortunately, I had to fucking pull over on the side of the road and take a shit in the ditch and wipe my ass with the shirt. The schnauzer shirt? Yeah. <laughs> to fucking, you know, get my ass clean or whatever. And then like five minutes later, I got pulled over by a cop because I was like shitting in a ditch. And he was just like, what were you doing? And I was just like, I was just like pissing, <laughs> you know, like pissing out of your ass. Yeah. <laughs> but he probably saw me like squatting, looking like a fucking idiot. Like, I don't know. But yeah, I wiped my, I had, I had to do it. And now I regret it yeah. because I wish I had that fucking shirt. Yeah. But it's laying in a ditch somewhere. If anyone wants to grab the poopy. You could have flipped it inside out and folded it up and threw it in the back of your car. Yeah. Washed it when you got home. Yeah, I could have. I don't know you what probably I probably just assumed that you'd get another Schnauzer shirt at like the next cinema. Wasteland. It was bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah Super, you're right. The next, whenever you saw Jim Sadis, it was next. it was bad uh, though. Uh, but then Jim Sadis passed away, and then that's yeah. That's, that's why I really yeah, regret it. Have now. no yeah. Genuinely, Schnauzer shirts. No, I I, I genuinely regret wiping my fucking butt with a shirt t-shirt on a lighter note that sick <laughs> reaper shirt um that you did mine still smells like gasoline so i had an old like chevy s10 like last year and the fuel line broke on it and i'm un- under there trying to plug it and i was wearing that shirt coming home from work and i was so pissed i called the guy that was like fuel pumping this that dude tow truck guy pulls up i'm wearing that reaper shirt it's like satanic legions and I'm, and I'm already in a yeah. bad mood he's just like staying away from me and i smell like gas and shit i'm ready to light a cigarette because i'm fucking pissed <laughs> dude he was like you could tell he was definitely like i want to say like probably straight like a christian like a wholesome guy he just drove a, like that poor guy ran into me on the wrong day and apparently i was wearing the wrong shirt i still rep it and i'm like that's 87 
That's not premium gas. That's the fucking cheapest gas. <laughs> and I still rep that shirt, dude. So, uh, dude, thought shirt. you're about to self-immolate and just light yourself on fire for Satan or something, dude. I was doused in gasoline, and I'm like, I'm not getting rid of this shirt. Fuck that, dude. Like, it's hanging in my closet, and sometimes I still get that gasoline. Like, that's the only uh, Reaper shirt that was ever made. The Pissed only, me. yeah, no, I missed never, the long uh, sleeve. I didn't, I didn't, the only thing left was the, sh- was the t-shirt. Rest in peace, Jack the Ripper. Yeah, never, uh, just did that. It's, you know, kind of a little tribute to him after he passed away. It's the only shirts we did, never did anyone. I still see those shirts around. pop up at shows too. It's so cool, man. Yeah, Thank you for showing here. me that band, by the way, when we first started hanging out. This guy turned me on to you guys, like you guys, and like so many good bands, dude. I, I credit all that to Jared because he just cool. and to, and fucking that last episode we did. I'm like, dude, you're hiding shit from me. Like, still to this day, <laughs> we've been friends for 12 years, and he still will just like. I don't know if I ever showed you these guys, and I'm at work like, fuck off. When was this album released? Oh six, and you're just now showing me like you fucking piece you of shit fucking, gatekeeper. And then, and then he hit me you with, like, fucking gatekeeper. <laughs> the the so or not sov but the super movie eight, the uh, super eight movie darkness. darkness oh yeah, yeah so that was our last episode and I, he's like yeah so we're gonna do this you know because we have been on hiatus for three months like hey watch this movie we're gonna do this I didn't have a choice I didn't have an option that's the movie we're doing I'm sitting at home watching this movie I, I had COVID so I'm like laid up like why in the fuck didn't this guy show me this movie 10 years ago this is an incredible fucking movie i watched it twice i'm like holy fucking shit dude. yeah it's one of the best i definitely oh, probably man. have it in my top 10 horror movies of all time dude, so fucking good fuck, man it's like that's a staple for me now like, yeah revisit it quite often i'm stoned what movie are we talking about darkness darkness oh yeah life life yonkers or jonkers how are you leaf jonkers yeah Say that. It's a banger movie. Kansas. Wichita in the house, I believe. (laughs) Yeah, the vampire version, I think, was his uh, DVD kind of re-edit that came out. See, he sent me the link on YouTube and it had Greek subtitles. Yeah, it's the only upload there is on YouTube. Yeah, and it was, dude, I still was. You had COVID, I wasn't driving my tape over to you. No, I got, no, (laughs) understandable, but I just, like, watched it, like, you're a fucker for not showing me this, like... This dude showed me Burial Ground for the first time in, like, 2012. And he was, like, making nachos in here. He's like, yo, you gonna help me cut this cheese up? I'm like, fuck no, what are we watching? You gonna help me cut this cheese? Well, he had Velveeta cutting into cheese What's up? And I'm like, Burial Ground's on. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, the... this kid's biting his mom's titty. Dude, what? No. It was the scene where the hand it Smells of up. death. Yeah, dude, I'm like, what is this? It's like, a great movie. I remember renting that shit from Thomas Video the fucking first time I fucking watched it. Fucking Thomas fucking Video. Peter yeah. Park. I fucking hate that fucking kid. Every time I watch that movie, I just want to fucking punch him in the fucking face. <laughs> he looks like a fucking 40-year-old man-child. It's like, are you some fucking weird old man? Are you fucking kid? What the fuck? And just... <laughs> It's oh. pretty creepy. He's got a taste for that mom yeah, he tit. He loves those fucking mommy milkers. I see him on like a sci-fi original movie like ten years ago, and Peter Bark, really? Yeah, like, but yeah, like, he man. still looked the same, but just older of course he did. Possible. <laughs> he looked old then, same but now hair, he looks old hair. now. But he was like wearing like a house coat robe and shit, and I'm like, that's fucking Peter he Bark, just, dude. He just looks younger now. 
He's like reverse Benjamin Button in that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's what happens when you know get that mother's milk. <laughs> I want some fucking. I want some. I want some of that mother's milk. Yeah. That's for damn sure. <laughs> oh yeah, burial ground. Such a good one. I remember. I think you did a hand-drawn uh, rendition. Yeah. Or vision of that. Cover. It was uh, Paul Bear Press early. No, it was House of Mysterious Secrets. Um, yeah, just stupid Peter Park fan club. They did like a limited edition bundle that didn't sell anything because people didn't even know about that movie back then. Uh, and they're actual <laughs> horror nerds and, you know, like this shit, but I don't know how well it fucking did because no one knew what the fuck. Well, even if you do know what it is, you still have to wear a t-shirt like supporting an incestuous <laughs> child, which, you know, well, I don't know if everybody... Well, those by the by. Uh, uh, those Peter Park fan that. club ones. Yeah. The, like, I see those at... Is that, yeah, is that what we're talking about? Too, yeah. The Peter Mark no, no, no. fan club shirt? Yeah. Or are we talking about? Yeah. Okay, yeah. No, you did You did a hand-drawn picture just fucking around we of... It was like the the artwork from Burial Ground. This was like years ago and posted it. On, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, I remember. About. Oh, okay. That was You're just, just like, a, well, that was a fun like, project. That was just a fan. Yeah. I didn't do it, you know... For anything, just like it had the kind of like concept to the artwork, but you changed some things. To yeah, make yeah, it the yeah. Way you wanted it. Yeah, it added fucking... some more titty biting. Yeah, yeah. I did. The, there is him ripping the titty scene on that artwork. Somewhere I think. In there. So, yeah, so he is ripping them. Those mommies sweet fucking teats he's, <laughs> fucking he's got that little lands, page boy haircut those, those sweet little bangs <laughs> come here mommy you know maybe, that I, maybe i do like peter bark yeah uh, i mean dude i mean dude that mom think about Ooh, that mom that mom, mom was fucking thick uh, man yeah. like she was fucking we're not gonna yeah baby i guess i'd yeah. feel the same i would crawl out the grave son. to fucking bite that did he right yeah, crawl from grave it. to yeah. rant and rave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> so we're about to kind of segue off of talking about <laughs> the albums and stuff, but I did want to have I did want to ask one more thing. Um, so when you guys you guys' first live show was the Pentagram show, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's why we started playing live. I was gonna say, was there was what what was the effort that had to go into? Uh, doing that because I, I I always assume that you guys wrote this album without ever you guys wrote Witch Tannic without really thinking about playing totally live. yeah so when the Pentagram show came in was there like a well fuck that was before Pentagram blew up and we were just genuine that actually fans happened yeah because I saw they were coming and this was back when like Pentagram was still pretty sketch and it was like kind of coming off Bobby's drug days and they had a bad reputation where it was just like, dude, don't go see him and, you know, not going to show up. up. Yeah, I think Bobby had that. Did a couple shows like the emissions from the Monolith Fest where you like pass out on stage and I think yeah, Hasselvander or somebody kicked him in the ass on stage in front of everybody. But yeah, bad reputation. They're coming back around. I called up the venue and I was like, who's opening this show? And they would they said they had no openers and i was like wow really no openers so i was like dave we should probably do this then and that's kind of how it started and then got uh 
Charlie, who was playing drums in my other band, Shitfucker at the time to do it. And then I knew Mike uh, for a long time. We used to be roommates with him. I don't even think Mike Tuff was doing any other bands at that time. Maybe just failed. The Pentagram show was also yeah. me on guitar. Oh, that's right. Holy and I did. There, there was no, no organ. It was two guitars. It was you and Mike playing guitar. Yeah. So there was yeah, like no trying keys. to do organ parts on the guitar. It was a really. We literally just played that show because it was like holy shit. Pentagram is playing. Yeah, and there was no one else. <clears throat> it was like okay, well, might as well kind of take this opportunity. Yeah, and they, that was the one time Bobby showed up and they fucking killed it. Yeah, they were awesome. And then by the second time, they like came back around at that venue. Uh, I think that was a show when like they guitar player quit or something. I think it was like was that Marble Bar? Was no, that, that was third. No, this was the s- second time they played at Blondie's when Russ Strahan, I think from Place of Skulls or whatever, was their guitar player. I think that's or no, that was Victor from Place of Skulls. Uh oh what fuck band was that dude anyways it doesn't matter i think that dude quit and they they played like three or four pentagram songs and then did like a 20 minute spinal tap blues (laughs) jazz space rock exploration like free form 20 minute jam thing that's barbershop rock yeah it was like doing earthless but yep. dude, that sh- shit. yeah, <laughs> that show fucking Gates of Slumber also played, and that's a band that nobody talks about anymore. That is no. awesome and heavy, and as far as like the fantasy, like gimmick and stuff, like I mean, oh, I haven't heard that band. In- dude, I they remember f- finding them. They f- they actually rule. Yeah, they crush. Sure. I forgot all about Gates of Slumber. Man. Yeah, and it's very fantasy based. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I know Conan's like doing that stuff now and shit. But like, Gates of Slumber was like, I don't know if they're doing anything, but they were fucking sick. Yeah, like, for sure. I'm gonna rip that like tomorrow for sure. Yeah, I heard that in a few years. Yeah, it's good shit. Because I was digging like you know around 2012 or whatever. You were sending me all these great Doom bands I had never heard. I was super sur- surface level on that. Yeah, I remember stumbling across them like. Whoa. Yeah, good shit. And like, I always like the whole spectrum of it, like the really crushing, noisy stuff, but the traditional stuff too. Just mm-hmm. riffs. I just like riffs and like atmosphere. Yeah, fantasy stuff's always cool too. Yeah. Thank you because I forgot about that band. Yeah, <laughs> but that was the first. Ad- that was why we started playing live. It's just because of it's us just Pentagram, being dude. fans of Pentagram. And back then, Pentagram wasn't. If I want to say that, that was like. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we put on the flyer Pentagram's first Detroit show. Yeah, I I think it was. was. So that's like a big deal. You know what I mean? That's why we kind of fucking, like, holy shit. They they weren't touring like that. We all know them to play shows now. It wasn't like that in 2010. It was like, holy shit. Fucking Pentagram's, you know. Yeah, that was right at the start of him, of Bobby getting managed by... uh, pellet and all the stuff you see in the the last days here documentary kind of trying to keep him on track and keep him clean but yeah they were really good on that tour came out to the halloween theme as their intro which i dug a lot dude absolutely yeah i think i was out of town for that show i remember the flyer i had the flyer and i pissed i don't have it anymore that's a classic fucking flyer was fucking sick creepy eerie was it creepy strange thing about that i believe it's an eerie it was a drawing that I did kind of as like a tribute ripoff of uh, 
San Julian piece from a eerie cover, I believe. Then years later, I saw someone else rip off my drawing and do like a redrawing of, of my course. drawing <laughs> for a sweatshirt that I saw at a show for the band Enforcer from Sweden that I okay. was like, oh, okay. Weird. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Oh, you never showed me that. That's, that's funny. Really funny. <laughs> that's that's funny. I actually dig Enforcer. They're like, I love that band. Yeah. Great band. I th- I'll show you. I I took a picture. I actually went up to the dude and talked to him about it. I was like, oh, can I take a picture of your shirt or your sweatshirt or whatever? I, I'll, I'll find it one of these days and show it to you. Damn. It's like the same thing, but just like a couple little things and it changed a little bit where Damn. I was like, oh, wait, no. At first I thought they just jacked it, but then I was like, oh, wait, no. That's a little different. little different. Someone redrew it. They changed just yeah. enough. They changed the way the cape is moving. <laughs> but I, it doesn't have like three ways. Yeah. There's like yeah. two it's, and it yeah. goes off this way. I yeah. guess mine was kind of a San Julian rip anyway, so I can't complain too much. Still, uh, still awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Do you guys want to feel like we talk about this every episode and feel like we'd be doing ourselves a disservice not to just bring it up when we have guests on. So is there anything like um, you guys have been either watching or listening to lately that you'd want to like, like what, what's kind of been your vibes going on? I've been listening to Zombified Preachers a fucking door. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. That got released, what was it, two days ago or yesterday? Yeah. That's what I've been listening to. <laughs> yeah, take another beer. Um, I just cracked one actually. Okay. Yeah, I've been listening to that too actually. Um, just because I've been kind of helping out with that release a little bit. Uh, long story short, but I, that's something that I've been trying to get done for almost a decade because my uh, senior studio teacher in college was in that band, and um. I think it's kind of common knowledge now. I think there was a time he didn't want this known, but he used to be uh, the head designer for like Little Caesars and the Red Wings. So I think he wanted to keep some of his death metal past a little bit buried in the corporate world. But um, yeah, now I think he's kind of come full circle. And after like almost 10 years of me bugging him to kind of come off the zombified preachers of gore vault and you know uh re-embrace his all those dudes uh you know passed from their teenage years he finally was like all right i finally got him to do it so it's a great release um they really you know pulled out all the stops pulled out a lot of rare photos and stuff never before seen they remastered all the tracks from the original uh, analog master tapes, and awesome. it sounds really good. The God's Vomit demo fucking sounds amazing. I can't believe how good it sounds. Uh, yeah, it's came out fucking. Sick. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, pretty mysterious Michigan band, Royal Oak. Yeah, Michigan. You know the shit that I was like growing up seeing in Royal Oak was like Davies production type of shit. Shout yeah. out John Davies. But like yeah, like Beaver Shoot, yeah, and Beaver like Shoot, and bad white guy rap, kid yeah. rock wannabe bullshit. <laughs> and that's the stuff that would like I knew of Royal Oak, and I was a fan of some of his projects. I, you know, for what they were, they were you know good for back in the day. But like, 
you know, you're not used to seeing that shit. I grew up in fucking Madison Heights, so kind of like right next door to Royal Oak. Royal Oak was always the snazzy, like, nice... Fucking like uppity city for the most Yeah, and that's what we looked at it at. So being from Madison Heights, it was always that. So seeing a release when I was like fucking 20 or whenever the fuck I discovered that shit and seeing Royal Oak... Michigan blew my fucking mind apart. I was just like, holy shit, like, this is fucking... Dude, didn't those guys have, um, I think I read recently, or somebody posted it recently when, they, when all this was getting, like, buzzed up. They had a hand uh, with the whole uh, Michigan Death Fest, didn't they? Yeah. Um... Think about that name. Tim pointed this out the other day. That's how influential this thing. What other fucking fest has Death Fest in the fucking name? Yeah. 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 Maryland. Like, at you. come on. Yeah. yeah. Like, very influential fucking shit. Was right Michigan there like Michigan. the first one that had that? I never knew about a death fest before they, that. They Show were, me a death fest. As far as I know, they're the death fest. The Milwaukee Metal Fest predates mm, okay. the Michigan Death Fest by a few years, but that was. They were more focused on like general overall metal and kind of still in a bit of a power metal y, like traditional metal. And you look at the flyer for Michigan Death Fest. Michigan Death Fest is the first to use the the Death Fest moniker and actually have a all crazy to be at that show. Like looking at those old Death Fest flyers to be at that show, and I was like probably like five. We loved it so much we used a sample of it for Fiends of Old, and like from it. that I fucking love video. It, like that's I love that sample. Yeah, like I don't want to go there. I want these guys go there. These guys go there. Yeah. I mean, come on, we got a good event going on this weekend. We got a lot of Christian bands. I remember Black Metal Allen telling me he rode his bike to Mich- Michigan Death Fest. This is a dude, you guys don't know the folklore of Black Metal Allen, but he does. <laughs> Sounds like cool I bet dude. you, yeah, if he would live back then and rode his bike there, he was probably wearing was a flannel from, like, and gray down, sweatpants. From downriver, Fucking, rode his bike to Flint. Yeah. Dude, heat index day, I'm 17, he's 28, and he just decided to hang out with me, and he would just, in his leather, have like 10 CDs. Of just this obscure black metal and death metal stuff. Anyway, dude. Drinking like, Killian's Irish. Wearing right? a leather on a heat index day. <laughs> That's what all the yeah. old dudes used to be guy, like. Dude. Yeah. He would get into character in my bedroom. I'm all scared dude, of this guy. But I like, remember you telling me, like, he fucking showed up, like, jacket full of CDs and Killian's, and the next morning he's, like, puking off your front porch, and your dad's like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Yeah, dude. Black Metal Allen, he turned me on to a, like, a, I heard Exhumed for the first time in 98, like when Gore Metal first came out. I was 17. He was like thir- 28. He's like, yeah, check these guys out. I didn't like any of the Black Metal he showed me. It scared the fuck out of me because he'd get really into it. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Like, fucking sick death metal shit, right? Anyway, so. Uh, Michigan's got the fucking first realist everything. U.S. black metal scene, man. Every- Masochist. And, you know, Wind of the Black Mountains, Lucifer's Hammer, Summon, all those bands. One of the first grindcore bands. Repulsion. Like, come on. Yeah. And uh, not to, like, keep dipping into this, but you guys are keeping, like, the folklore of Michigan and Detroit and just this state. Like, the stories on the new record. I'm biased to you guys because, like, you guys are like, why why wouldn't you? I'll give you anything, dude. Give me pretty much anything, and I'll tell you when and where and why Michigan did it first. Yeah. Like, from the fucking MC5 to the Stooges, creating fucking punk rock, you know, to George Clinton and fucking Parliament and fucking funk. 
Like what? Whatever you like. Going back to fucking pop music, yep. house music, yeah, like techno. Richard what the Houghton, fuck? Classic, like man. yeah, like everything. It's kind of mind blowing. Rock and roll, dude. When you really Alice dig Cooper, into it. Bob Seger, oh Grand Funk. I mean, like the it's list crazy. goes on. It's crazy when you dig into Mark how much Google. Detroit was like a with all these different fucking scenes spread out through fucking decades. Yeah, that Detroit was kind of had the the ground level of the shit that. And think about it spread through. Yeah, yeah, and think about it on a every level of genres too. Like it wasn't only rock; it was rap in the '90s mm-hmm. and horrorcore and wicked shit in the '90s. Like yeah. we've yeah. always, Isham, Isham, ICP, baby. we've always Eminem, fucking yeah, Eminem, was Kid Rock, like fucking like horrorcore genre. Come on, like. Isham, you just don't Still, get yeah. it's that weird mist midwest shit that a bunch of shits you just you don't get credit it goes to a bigger city like yep. chicago it goes to new york and to become artsy and become you know popular and then by the time it gets to la it becomes commercialized yeah, and fucking yeah. killed but it starts in detroit all everything's it starts in detroit or cleveland the midwest yeah you know the dead boys and fucking punk rock even you know, punk rock here, hardcore, negative approach, and misfits always. No one liked the fucking misfits except Detroit. And misfits were a fucking joke when they actually misfits were weren't playing arenas band. with giant De- pumpkins. Yeah, Detroit yeah, was they the weren't only doing city that. that fucking got it and embraced that band. You know, everyone else thought they were goofy. Yeah, and they were again going back to Alice Cooper. And kiss, yeah, that's because people the in Detroit shit. love that shit. They it's love the fucking showmanship of how many fucking shows theatrical was, rock. How yeah. many shows was it? The fucking basically misfits and necros and misfits necros. Yeah, negative approach. Yeah, yeah. I mean that you if you watch that, why be something that you're not? Misfits footage. They ask Glenn. They say, "What's the best fucking city to play?" And he says, "Detroit, Detroit. Midwest." Yeah, you know? and that's that's no bullshit. They they that was it. They knew it, you know, and that's. Where a lot of the good fucking hardcore bands were from. I mean, even talking about like Detroit hardcore, talking about negative approach, I still really don't feel they get the recognition that they deserve. Nobody from the Midwest gets hardcore. Yeah, nobody like. It's weird how you like Dave Grave with the the fucking blast beat. I gotta say something about negative approach real quick, and the thing that everybody misses is (laughs) that that band. In 84, you listen to their last recordings like Genocide and Tunnel Vision from 84. Mm-hmm. John Brandon's <laughs> not even singing lyrics anymore. He's just going. Ah! 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 Yeah. It's proto fucking grindcore. It's like up there with Siege. Yeah. And like it's the band is playing a style of something different. It's not fucking hardcore anymore yeah his vocals are like proto grind like that band was going in a fucking way intense direction that fortunately nobody really knows that because those recordings they broke up and kind of got buried but if you listen to all the stuff they've re-released now and you can hear all those demos like yeah those 84 demos are really fucking next level extreme yeah. Before Napalm Death doing fucking yeah. vocals and, and when shit. you think about shit like again we need we need to go to the tape trading days of demos and shit. Think about like I, I, I think about this shit all the time. Like where the fuck did that repulsion demo go? It was definitely circulated 
like massively when you think about it to every fucking country like how far did that go and who was actually influenced by that shit you know what i mean that band that you uh turned me on to was it pain yeah dude that pain demo shout out fucking pain the plains illinois i i think like the plains is like a royal oak in michigan or something but yeah totally brutal crusty sounding funky yeah dude yeah for sure good pull i uh jammed that for about a week yeah i still jam it all there's something about the midwest death metal scene you know bands like master Cyanide. cyanide and impetigo and non-slaughter and necrophagia and repulsion and zombified they have this certain weird midwest sound to it. that yeah like, it's a different feel yeah i you know if the florida bands have their sound and based yeah. on more sound like the midwest bands kind of have their sound and a lot of it's defined by that kind of like mid-tempo almost you know yeah kind of start and stop sound not everything's like super fucking fast you and everything's a bit less produced yeah. than more mm-hmm. sound you know you listen to more sound records and obviously this fucking you know great sounding shit but you listen to zombified and it's fucking you know that's the shit we like <laughs> like that's the fucking nastier side of fucking things and yeah i don't know midwest fucking rules i yeah to this day, I still try to throw it in everywhere. Like, e- even with my solo shit, I'll put weird little fucking Midwest things in there and fucking, yeah. I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. Midwest is where it's at, dude. The intro to Halloween. The Florida. fucking, um, what's her name? <laughs> Gretchen Whitmer commercial right now. Super Midwest. The fucking car. <laughs> you fucking. The way she fucking talks. We gotta keep the cars moving. We gotta <laughs> fucking see. <laughs> oh, fucking Midwest. Hey, Tim said none of that matters, and I believe him. So. You you could vote for Tudor Dixon, though, which I I must kind of interject here since this is a horror podcast. Um, I don't know if you guys knew this or if a lot of people knew this, but she's a Republican. Uh, uh, gubernatorial candidate and she also is a failed horror movie actor but you can't get an abortion no exception she can be in shitty fucking failed fucking yeah no exceptions no exceptions but no she exception. can be in all the shitty horror vampire horror movies she wants to be what in. a slut yeah Damn. what oh. a fucking <laughs> double standard i must say that's some fucking bullshit there how you you know oh Fuck you. Uh, right yeah. yeah, fuck off, Tudor Dixon. Fuck off. Yeah, you piece of shit. No exceptions. No exceptions, like no exceptions for your shitty vampire horror movies. Yeah, I keep <laughs> no exceptions pop up on my YouTube ads. I'm like, I, I love the way they added it, too. It's Seriously, like, look it up. Look up her IMDb. I'm not kidding. She has no look political experience, has never held office, has never done fucking anything. She's a fucking... Has a bunch of shitty fucking failed horror movie credits to her fucking name. When they uh, she's straight up one hundred percent anti-abortion. That's why she got the nomination. Uh, You are right. There you go. Because the DeVosses, you know, shout out to fucking old Betsy. Yeah, gave her a shit ton of money because she's an actor who's willing to go to that fucking extreme of saying no exceptions, and so they fucking pole vaulted her. From complete obscurity into this position. But yeah, she's a fucking failed horror movie actress. So 
you know. Well, there you go. I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Fucking go. Tudor yeah. Dixon. Fucking. You learn something yeah. new every <laughs> fucking Dixon. day. Yeah. Tudor fucking. I had no idea we were going to be talking about this yeah, fucking one. I didn't either. So. You could have asked me yesterday, is Tudor Dixon going to come up in this podcast? I'm like, fuck no, man. She's she's coming up. (laughs) She's coming up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Peter Bart, Tudor Nixon. I can't watch a fucking, (laughs) I can't watch a YouTube video without no exceptions. Yeah, no, I can't. No, no and like in mid in mid riff, like the new terrorizer record, dude. I'm like, all right, cool, dude. <laughs> no, no exceptions. Like, Rape and incest. No exceptions. <laughs> Goes into a four count. I'm like, fuck you, man. Spotify. <laughs> you know, it's just like, dude, I'm I'm over it a lot. But uh, I wanted to ask you guys. So uh, you guys like obviously like old. You could just or... honestly though could start a gore grind band called like No Exceptions <laughs> and just put. <laughs> It's like the Christian dudes that stand on the side of the road holding the dead baby fucking gore fetus poster up for you to see. Just put that gore, you know, it's like it's the same thing. Those dudes just just put her throwing gore everywhere. Put her dressed know? as a vampire. Yeah. Just, just hold a pic- picture of her from a m- fucking movie. Just dead up. fetus on the cover. Put her face on it. Use like, samples from the, her debates. The, oh, God, dude. The Vampire it's, Chronicles. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Got a fucking pitch for you. So the day before, what if what if Tudor Dixon hears this? So we're getting sued. Hey Tudor, better lawyer up, Steve. What's up? You better lawyer up, Steve, because I'm bailing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even gonna say what I was thinking. (laughs) Might be a good thing, but what I was thinking was the day before Rod Among Us came out, Autopsy dropped a new record. Haven't listened to it. Great. Yeah, I I haven't haven't checked it out yet. Yeah, I was kind of. Like, oh man, but it's. I didn't. I didn't. I haven't liked the last all of the obituary albums that have come out since '96. <laughs> last all of. Uh, like Morbid Angel or whatever. Like, I, I'm a huge fan of the old, old school death metal shit. I always have. It's uh, just a thing with music. Grim Reaper's one of my favorite fucking bands of all time. Rest in peace, Steve Grimm. Uh, but about that flex. That fucking new Grim Reaper album. You know, fucking awful. Like, yeah. I, 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 you know, the old shit has the magic, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. thought I liked that St. Vitus record, that, that last one, and I don't. I was Dude, it's like that, what I was tried, it? I tried. Seven years ago, the Witchfinder General comeback album. There's another one. Ugh, I can't, ha- I can't hang with that. I have it, and I you can't hang it, with that You want it to be. Fucking Venom. It's an album I actually need The new Venom? Just Venom in general. Not Venom Inc., but like Kronos Venom. Yeah. Yeah, like, what the fuck? That's a band that makes you say, what the fuck, why do they not reform? Like, if the Misfits can do it, dude, yeah. Venom would be... If Original. You get, if you get, yeah, Mantis, yeah. Abaddon, and Kronos back together. Like, dude, don't even talk to each other. Just go on stage and play for a fucking hour a night together, and you guys will reap yes. fucking gazillion fucking I was at hours. a show yes. hanging out outside. I'd fucking be front row just murdering people to yeah. see that, just killing anyone I saw in sight, just <laughs> running to people I saw and just murdering them. <laughs> I was at a show just hanging outside like by myself and these like two like group of guys were bullshitting until they were kinda like from what I heard they were in the ska. Ugh. But they fucking somebody brought up Venom. I told you about this. <laughs> and uh, they were like, Yeah, dude, I like Venom. And they kinda like are poking fun at like the whole black metal genre and they don't take themselves like they basically are trying to say like they're trying to sell Venom as being like a mock band. Like and I'm like, Well, no, they're they're serious. They just had a sense of humor. 
Like, yeah. yeah, I understand that, and I, you know, I don't give a shit. I hear a lot of people, but I'll the to me, black metal is that first wave Venom, Hellhammer, Celtic Frost, Bathory. You know, that's the shit I like. Exactly, Hellbangers, dudes who aren't total fucking basement dwellers in fucking clown makeup, but dudes in leather that want to, like, drink beers and fucking be maniacs and maybe have sex with women or what <laughs> or other men or whoever yeah, you want to have sex yeah, with. Man. But having sex, maybe doing something bad, you know, doing some fucking drugs. Like that fucking first... Destroying, a, just destroying your house, destroying a disco ball with an axe. <laughs> Listen to fucking Tankard. Like, that's... Yes. Black metals. as you know, people who just want to cry and, like, you know... Pretty you much can, all that yeah. first, that first, like... You, you can know. be a serious occultist, too, and be, like, completely into the fucking occult and evil as fuck, but, you know, you still can be a fucking rager... You can still like double cheeseburgers yeah, and shit. Exactly. Like, Most of the <laughs> that's best. How I think. Yeah. No, yeah. well, Black Metal Alan would get into character, but then he'd be like, "Let's go to Wendy's, dude. I need like a classic single." He's like, "No, but he's in JBC my room." Like, ah! Right now, <laughs> stat. I need some spicy nugs right now. Dude, he was Wasn't that me. guy. <laughs> we went to the '50s McDonald's in Dearborn Heights. Fucking every that was his favorite place, dude. We sat underneath the Superman, that busted <laughs> through the fucking Daily Planet fucking glass. I bet, I bet Varg Vikernes would love the '50s McDonald's because it, you know, brings back some wholesome white American values or something. <laughs> So, oh, yeah. you know, there's probably a lot of black metal Why dudes. Why Black Metal Alan liked that, that place so that. much? That and the Dailies fucking drive, drive-in. The Dailies, uh, the, you guys remember Dailies downriver? No. Okay, well, we had the Jolly Roger drive-in theater, but the Dailies was like a car car hop service back in the day. Like a roller skate? Yeah, they'd come up, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was like, I mean, okay. we're, we're like, I'm only like 23, but I don't know. I've, I've seen pictures. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, back in, so Black Metal Alan loved his dailies and he loved his 50s McDonald's, but he also loved like Swedish black metal and Immortal before music videos and shit. And like, I always thought the corpse paint was a little much. Some of the music was cool. Looking back, dude, Immortal was fucking awesome. And I think they might have been a little bit above most of what was going on. That's my opinion, dude. I always like the makeup on shit as far as like kiss if you have like some kind of character like icp Cooper. or something like Cooper, you got Cooper. some kind of character it's not just a random like you know you don't just got a face painted on you you're kind of like uh you've got your own your makeup kind of matches your little personality the imperfections is what makes immortal the greatest though I'll, yeah you know what i'll agree with you on the immortal because a few years ago they uh a bath was on tour with uh midnight and obituary mm-hmm. and um my, our friends Bone Hunter from Finland happened to be in town, so took them there and known Jamie for years. So got some backstage with them, and then we met a Both, and they were like, "Oh, we're from Finland." It's like, "Oh, Sweden, they're Scandinavian." Those dudes started bonding, so he's like, "Come, fuck you guys, fucking drink with me." And dude was like a total fucking maniac hellbanger, awesome dude, like total fucking drunk. Like, just slamming fucking beers, giving us beers. It was, like, total fucking black metal mayhem. No fucking pussy shit. No fucking wimp shit. Just, like, let's fucking drink, you fucking maniacs, and have fun. I loved it, dude. That And that's... 
I was like, holy shit, like, a Both is a fucking real deal. This dude's fucking crazy. Like, what? Just hey, slamming devil. fucking beers loaded as fuck, and I loved it, and that's what I love about fucking black metal. No fucking crying, man. Yeah. You know, you think Varg Vikernes is going to fucking slam some beers? No. I've never liked any of that shit. I, I'm very surface level. With Probably slam some fucking yeah, let's get fucking Chardonnay. <laughs> Yeah, some, fuck all that noise. Some rosé. Devil Master opened that show, by the way. They did. They did. That was funny. I, I remember I was walking around the crowd, and there was a lot of dudes in obituary camel hats being like, what the fuck is this shit? Oh, what a bust. Yeah, that, that wasn't good at all. <laughs> but, you know, obituary. Devil Master's on tour was my chemical whole, romance right yeah, now. Once so they took on that camel, like, redneck kind of thing. I feel like it was always there with them, but they didn't do the merch and capitalize on it like they should have until Florida. kind of later. I'll never forget. They were Florida we, redneck I'll, before they merged it. I'll never forget fucking um, like Putrid. Shout out fucking Putrid, Matt fucking Carr. Yeah. Uh, we were at some wasteland one year, and this kid's wearing a fucking American flag uh, obituary shirt. Or, you know, something stupid like that. And Putrid just looks at him and goes... That is the stupidest fucking obituary shirt I've ever fucking seen. He was, like, wasted, and he just started ripping on this, like, poor kid's, like, you know, just probably getting into metal or something, like, obituary shirt, like, total Ohio, like. I am not letting those people ruin obituary for me, man. I mean, obituaries, you know, sick, but you got to understand that, like, that merch that they do. and It sucks. It yeah. does suck, but that's who they are as like yeah. a band. It's the same thing with Acid Witch, like our art, and that's just what they like. I think you know what I mean. So they do it, which you got to appreciate for what it is. But yeah, yeah, that's pretty, fun. pretty fucking. This is chummy as fuck, but I'm not gonna let those cats ruin seventeen year old me. Yeah, that's a very dude, cute. That's a hard 97, 98, dude. And you I got, was like, that was my birthday at my grandma's Let house. me see that picture again. I'm like, fuck, he's my got, brother He's got a, the fucking long hair tucked behind the ears yeah, in to, this fucking I mean, photo. And he, I'm looking those, at him right I, now, and he's got it tucked behind his headphones, this motherfucking <laughs> piece of shit. is fucking tucking his long hair behind his ears. Let that shit fucking flow, dog. Like, fucking... So moving on, I'm trying to grow it out. Come on, man. Do, Let man. it go past the ears. You got to cover that shit up, I got man. headphones on, though, Dave. What the fuck, man? Okay. No, anyway, no, those, those uh, camo hats ain't going to ruin that. that no. That band back then was... I mean, crazy. the first time I ever saw... I, I, I saw the album cover slowly we rot before I heard, you know, the music, and it's just such a funny drawing. It's it's, it it's awful, yeah. And it, I, I remember just looking at that album cover like this is awesome, <laughs> and then hearing the music and it being, you know, as far as a death growl or whatever the fuck you want to call it, very different. Yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. And we're just gonna discard the fact that Don Tardy drummed in Andrew WK. That never happened. Uh, but like no, I like, think Andrew WK uh, Michigan. Can we can Michigan we attest that there. he's a fucking maniac partier from Psycho Las Vegas going kind of fucking nuts? You guys know more than me, man. I don't know. I mean, I wasn't partying with him that night, but he was fucking. I cannot attest to that because I, me and Phil did get kicked out for uh, uh, cracking, bringing beers into the the bar, and cracking uh, beers, and okay. Then the girl from. Uh, 
Eagles of Death Metal got real pissed when we cracked some beers and uh, beer fucking flew all over her laptop and she was like, to the security. Oh, and fuck off. Get him out. Seriously? Get these fucking pieces of shit out of here. So I'm going to say, yeah, Andrew WK <laughs> may actually not be about the party. Okay. It might be a, but I don't know because he is a Michigan dude. He was in uh, actually a death metal band it called uh, Cathode that used to play at the Trumbleplex all the time. What, uh, what do you think about that? Yeah. Mr. Fucking Seam. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, then, burned uh, the priest plate at the fucking Trumbleplex too. They did. They, they did, did. Yeah. He didn't know that. That I eventually know, turned into God. Lamb of God. Yeah, I didn't I'm know like, that. I was like, "Fucking burn the priest." He's like, "That was Lamb of God." I'm like, "Wait, what?" It's like a Napster days, like oh, burn the priest. Let's fucking rip this. Napster days. <laughs> the the two years I feel like that Napster lasted before dude, I wore that motherfucker out, dude. I burned way too many CDs, like, and I feel bad saying that. Yeah, you started, better, motherfucker. Tell him Lars. Copies because I had a cool uncle. He was obsessed with Kiss when he was a teenager. My grandma's like, "Your uncle used to listen to that horrible music." I'm like, yeah. "Listen to what the fuck I listen to now." Like, I loved grandma, it, grandma. You don't know, like, I loved it when fucking Napster. I mean, you should be able to listen. I want you to listen to that's our music why Gene for free. Says, "Get up and get your grandma out of here." <laughs> it should be music. My <laughs> uncle had like Gene Simmons posters all over his wall, spitting blood. I could just. Imagine my grandma. I just in, like it, dinner's done. Like, uh, I Tim, don't know Tim is t- Mr. Shagrat is a huge Kiss fan. Yeah. Have you ever seen? Um, have you ever seen the? I I want to say it was fucking um, Universal Studios Horror Nights commercial with Kiss, and the fucking they they made the like this ten minute like promo movie of like Kiss walking through the roller coasters, and there's like these weird like werewolves with masks crawling up the side of them that's kiss that's phantom of the park movie that's oh, okay movie. yeah okay see i'm not i'm not the, the it, it has to be phantom i'm not a yeah, kiss fan here so kiss, you guys are her, schooling me yes that's her feature-length movie that hanna barbera made with them called kiss meets phantom of the park which i believe was shot on location at magic mountain magic mountain park in California. so it wasn't an actual event that they were no, doing. That's, that, it was no, just shot. A, yes. Okay. Okay. That's so sick. Cool, Seeing so Gene cool. Simmons blow fire on fucking <laughs> whatever the fuck those things. What are they? They're, what? Uh, so the plot of the movie is there's a uh, mad yeah, scientist who works at the theme park who makes all the animatronic guys. And he's like, so I've those- got this fucking evil plan. I'm going to replace <laughs> Kiss. With these animatronic robot kiss they that were... I make, and then I'm gonna torture the real Paul Stanley in my sex dungeon, or I don't know okay, what. Okay, you're schooling me right now. Why he wants shit. to replace the real kiss with the animatronic? But yeah, he does. So. It's a loose. Plot, okay, yeah. so maybe no, that's well, yeah. journey had the same. And then they got a the real kiss has got to come and fight with beat their, their asses. superpowers against all yeah. the other animatronic guys and the fake animatronic kiss. Okay. See, I'm getting schooled right here. Yeah. I was in a I was in a uh, 
a and horror. I, the best part, I just got to say this, is that like Ace and Peter were pretty much too fucking tanked the whole time to make the movie. So there's multiple scenes of like some like Southeast Asian dude clearly with like <laughs> playing Ace Peter. and like a black dude <laughs> playing Peter. Oh, that's it's awesome. It's like clearly like, oh, that's not Ace and Peter. That's clearly some fucking dudes. All right. So y'all got to go out and up. watch this shit now but yeah i was in a, a youtube hole of watching like maybe that's why it popped up in my f fucking feed but like watching like old 80 late 80s early 90s like horror nights like oh, yeah, commercials yeah. and shit and that popped up and i was just like what the fuck i've you know and i don't know the movie i've never really gotten into them that that much but it, yeah i got stuck in this hole and i had just started watching i'm like what in the fuck are these things? Like, they're crop. Like, I don't know. Fucking weird. I think you'd like it. It's definitely, I mean, up your alley in terms of that kind of cheesy late 70s, early 80s Hanna-Barbera kind of Halloween Scooby-Doo. It's totally like that yeah. when they start. Yeah, totally. 10 out of 10, highly recommend. Yeah. For All right. you, personally. Phantom, what is it called? Kiss, Kiss, meets, Kiss the, meets the Phantom, Phantom of the, of the park. park. Okay. There's Fuck. a point where they're on horseback and shit, like on the mountain. Yeah, they, like it's a thing. Yeah. I just love seeing Gene blow dragon fire. He's <laughs> fucking seeing things. Gene do anything. I, I just love seeing like, Ace so loaded. All he I just love not seeing Ace. And you, know, you know he's drinking <laughs> night train wine and shit, yeah. like five dollar night train, just like getting like ripped up. That's awesome. Kiss rules though, dude. Gene Gene's More a fucking. Oh yeah. Gene's a respectable actor. He fucking nailed Trick or Treat. Yeah, Runaway. well, Gene did. Runaway. Kind of leave the band to be, uh, try to, yeah, in the early 80s there. That Runaway movie is fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Still to Gene this day, that movie actor. scared me more than any of the franchise yeah. stuff when I was a kid. Like, the villain Gene Simmons with, like, robotic fucking bullets that followed you yeah. and shit. And Tom Selleck and, like, that was a thing, dude. I'm like. This ain't cool. And the spider, <laughs> the spider things and shit. Like I'm like, no, no, I cash out. I Dude, cash you brought, out check, please. You brought that movie up at the second fucking tape eaters. Was it Lunch Meet Josh? Who like told you what it was? Or was uh, it fucking Josh, Josh Olmstead? Yeah, he was like, no, that's Runaway. I'm like, dude, the one with Gene Simmons. He's like, yeah, that's Runaway, dude. And he like pulls it out of a crate. Like I'm like, oh, like there it is. That movie fucking actually like was probably the scariest movie I ever seen up until that point when I was a kid. Like Runaway, fuck, and it was always on HBO or Cinemax or something, dude. It was like, fuck. I'm just giving up to him for doing Trick or Treat and actually like, kind of playing that straight. He fucking nailed that part for what it was. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was trying. You know, if you ever read a lot of Kiss books, all their autobiographies, several unauthorized biographies, but yeah. He was trying to be an actor during that point, and you'll often hear Paul cite, you know, the fact that, like, the band almost broke up at that point because Gene was wanting to be an actor, and no one really gave a shit, and he kind of kept it going, but... He was good in fucking Trick or Treat. You're right. He played it straight, man. Nuke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking Ozzy. That mayhem on the nuke. There's just something about seeing Gene yeah, with no Ozzie. makeup on with, like, the 5 o'clock shadow. Had it yeah. hit different. Yeah. I mean, he was serious as fuck. That lean back in the chair. Like, listen, man. Like, he wasn't he was... doing, like, the fucking, like, lick it up sleazy fucking no, face. He was, was just fucking that. no makeup playing it straight. The heavens like on fire DJ. licking the neck of the bass. <laughs> yeah, there was none dude. of that, dude. It was like. 
the new. But yeah, dude. So Runaway. Uh, for those of you listening, dude, watch that movie. Eighty yeah. four. Who was the chick that uh, the chick from Dirty Dancing was in that? One, yeah, right? Jennifer Grey. Jennifer Grey. Yeah. No, 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 no. The one that had the abortion in the movie. Oh Joe. shit, that chick. I don't know her that name. That chick. Yeah, the blonde chick. Yeah, whoever the fuck she was. She's the co-star with no uh, exceptions. No, no exceptions. Tudor Dixon comes up again. It was Tudor movie. Dixon and she was getting an abortion. Yeah, no exceptions, apparently. <laughs> it's a, it's like our new project we're starting, dude. <laughs> no exceptions. Is it, dude, the project should be called Tudor Dixon, and the first demo should be no exceptions. Yeah, and we wear Cosby sweaters. It's a whole thing. All from Where's, where's Kirby when you need a multi He's just skirt. like lurking somewhere, dude. I'm like, dude, yeah. I, it's he's a on, He's on Tudor Dixon. He's already writing yeah. right now. No yeah, exceptions. Like he's four grind songs. He's but, sampling the yeah, YouTube ad right now. Sampling her vampire movies. <laughs> Ton of new samples, they're all Tudor Dixon ads. It's just her saying no exceptions. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> like it's the cherry pie guy of fucking shitty Tudor Dixon fucking ads. It's like multiple people asking, like, there not even for rape or there incest. He is, dude, the there he is. <laughs> no exceptions. Yeah, Come on, no Kirby. exceptions. No exceptions. Sorry to everyone that doesn't live in Michigan and have no idea what the fuck we're yeah, talking about. Yeah, you should about. move here. Just, you know, stop what you're doing. You gotta move here for the Tudor Dixon ads. Yep. They're fucking sick. Oh, well, I actually, people might know because I saw that fucking biker one went viral the other day. You guys what? see the, the her new ad with all the fucking bikers in it? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, are you fuck, man. I wish y'all see. Yeah, those are the same seen guys that guard the toys I'll for see, tops. You guys I'll gotta, tomorrow, yeah, dude. you guys gotta find like, the Tudor Dixon biker. Not the real bikers, the ones that like, 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 like fucking highwaymen rolling with her. No, like some. Uh, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> you just have dude, to watch it. I'm just gonna look it. for yeah, it. I'm just gonna look find up it. Tudor Dixon <laughs> He's like, biker I don't know ad. what to say. I'm gonna fuck up my YouTube fucking algorithm by searching. You're gonna be getting nothing but Tudor Dixon recommended to you. Yeah. Not so much highway, uh, man. Think more like, you know... Suburban yeah, dad. Michigan. Yeah. Boomer uh, bikers. Rich like, men that own construction yeah. companies that bike on the side. Uh, the guys yeah. that have Prison Mike-style purple bandanas, you know. Okay. <laughs> the, guy, the guys that have their bikes carted into Sturgis and then... Yes, exactly. Like no, ex off the road. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right? Yes. Like a block and park it? Yes. <laughs> they have their bikes carted into Sturgis. Yep. Exactly. And then hop on them like they're fucking outlaws and just came off the road. They throw a little dirt on the pants. Anyway, fuck Tudor Dixon. And Runaway. I'm going to say that again. Yeah. Everyone watch that movie. Watch it. And you guys jam that new autopsy record. Yeah. I'll get that for all of us. So. Yeah, I've been meaning to listen to it. The thing we're going to get into it's, was. Uh, it's good. They're Honestly. one of the few bands I still trust. See, I, I was into the mental funeral stuff a little more. Maybe I'm more bluesy or something. I, don't know. I am too, but, you know, that last autopsy, what was the one before this one? with the? I think they used West Ben Scotter again, but it was a Ben Scotter cover. That one wasn't bad. I liked it. Yeah, I liked the first two, obviously. And there was the one after that, too, that was okay. The EP after that. Yeah. 92 or 92. I mean, I like all Autopsy. You know, yeah, all Autopsy is fucking pretty good. The new one is not going to disappoint, so I figured you guys might be... Uh, it's right up what there. were you saying, Mr. Oh, fucking oh, Jared? I wasn't trying to segue the conversation, because <laughs> the conversation was still going. 
<laughs> but now that all right so with this being as steve says acid witch season which is basically just fall october halloween um like what do you guys around this time or is there anything you guys like are are more prone to put on movie wise or show wise or music wise that's kind of like once fall kicks in in the midwest um is there anything that you kind of more delve to and pull out? I've pretty much just been watching a lot of uh, YouTube videos of spirit Halloween walkthroughs with my kid lately. That seems to be the... Uh, is he getting psyched on it? Go through. Yeah. But is he getting nothing, psyched on it? Oh, yeah. Nothing but... Oh, you you made a YouTube video of all the fucking Halloween anim- animatronics that you own? Like, let's watch it. Nothing but... Uh, yeah. Again, that's, we're Midwest. We're Midwest fucking boys. So, you know, we do the typical fucking Michigan shit. Michigan shit's going to fucking cider mills and haunted houses and shit. You know. Yeah. We still. I mean, the older you get, I feel like the harder it is to get out and like, you know, actually fucking go to haunted houses. But fucking me and Tim met. You know, by working at haunted houses, and the reason I quit haunted houses was because I wanted to enjoy October and not like, you know, work every Halloween and shit. So I mean, we still, I'm still all about the fucking haunted houses and shit. And you know, we're, we, I guess COVID kind of interrupted our shit or whatever. But we've had that spooktacular for I don't even know how long since the old precinct. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, uh, it's kind of been going. So we've tried to do that every year, but you know, the COVID shit kind of like fucked all that up. But we're yeah, doing it. The, the fourth one. Yeah, there's... fourth one on the twenty eighth this month. So yeah, okay, we're gonna take a pause here and talk yeah. about that fucking show yeah, because that's wait, stupid. That is dumb. The bands that are on this fucking show. Oh my God. Outside of you guys, which is enough. For, I. I, I That'd be my plan to go see you guys on Halloween or around then. But you got fucking perversion. You got witch trap coming in. Woo! Yeah. Like, what? I mean, it's a total witch show. I mean, it's fucking... Last time I seen witch trap was with you guys. And right before Wasteland. Tim naming off all the cool bands that had witch in the name. And do you remember who was at that show? I don't know. Ishan. was at that show. He yeah. was filming, yeah. yeah. Was that, that's what that show was? Yeah. Remember? That was I the do, witch I, trap I, show okay. at Smalls. The fucking Esham showed up and, you know, fucking supported us, which was like, it was our first time meeting him. So we were just kind of like, whoa, yeah. like Esham's here. But Phil, the drummer of Acid Witch, jams with Esh, you know, yeah. jams yeah. with Esham and, and drums for him. That was a good show. Then the next, yeah. then the, the next night we were all partying in fucking Wasteland. Yeah, that was like <laughs> oh, yeah. Wasteland. <laughs> Fucking. That whole weekend, dude. Fucking Johnny from like jail, Kuzu, rolled with us to Wasteland. That was his first time being there. Oh, we we party the whole fucking weekend. Come back here, and he's sitting in my couch. He's like, "Dude, I need to like, I need some. I need to drink a water. I need a salad. A salad, dude. <laughs> like, we ate pizza. Like, like, I've heard. Like, I've heard. Like, like, dude, I got fucking. He was fucking fuck? wrecked, dude. Yeah. And then he a played salad. a show the night after that. I think the Antichrist show. Yeah, I think it was. Did you guys go to Cinema Wasteland? This no. this past one? Yeah. No, I, I got a couple pictures. Um, oh, you went? No, I got a couple pictures texted to me by my boy Mike Hartman. Nice. And, uh, yeah, it just looks very different and, like, oh, really? 
Yeah, everything looked really weird. For anybody that don't know, Cinema Wasteland was like party central after the convention closed in the lobby of this fucking hotel in Ohio. People would just get fucking nuts. Every room would be a party. Everyone was raging. Yeah. And I think it's changed it's changed quite a bit and you know, not a lot of people are uh showing up as much and partying and shit, but it just looked really like weird compared to what where that bums me out, man, because I'm trying to go for, Used like, the spring one. Yeah, the next spring sure. one, I'm trying to go. Well, it's a completely yeah. different hotel now. Like, it's not... Yeah, it's redone compared to what we were used to. Yeah, different management. I mean, like, the cops have been coming there for years now. We were talking about yeah. that earlier, yeah. actually. The fucking... That's fucking... I remember lifting a motherfucker up, passed out on the fucking couch, throwing him in the bathroom. He was sleeping on the couch in the lobby. <laughs> Motherfuckers pick up this fucking thing and throw him in the bathroom. Like, shit was fucking crazy. I think that's the dude, if you go in the one, like, side bathroom that's down, like, the hall. Yeah. Come right in the front doors and then make a right. There's, if you look under the sink, you crawl under there and look, there's, like, a plaque. Like, a little golden gray plaque that is, like, that dude, because, like, his friends, like, you guys carried him in there. You like pass out in the bathroom, and then the next year's friends got an engraved plaque that they stuck under the sink. So you gotta crawl under there and look, and it's like whatever that dude's name is, like the fucking that's hilarious. Greg Coleman Memorial crazy. Pass Out Bathroom. Or that's something. fucking hilarious, and the hotel probably doesn't even know. Yeah, about no, it. dude. Why would you know? It's been there. I know there? about it because like those dudes told me the next year, and they showed it to me, and like I've I always like go and check. It's like been there for years. That's no fucking awesome. That's fucking amazing. Yeah, there's been some fucked up shit that we won't talk about that went down in that hotel. Yeah. <laughs> uh Lewis, Lewis from Massacre, like for every time I went, he was there, and that was just nutty. That's just Lewis being Lewis. Yeah, it's Lewis. I mean, <laughs> fucking Lewis. First time I met him was an interesting night. Just Shout out Lewis, Justin. What's up? Yeah, Massacre video too. Shout out. Yeah. But, uh, LJ. LJ. What up, what up, LJ? LJ. I remember hearing stories from. Uh, I think you told me it was like one I missed. When I first started going, you guys were both telling me stories about shit prior. There was like the fucking dude who would walk around in the uh carrying a straight clear bag filled with porn and he'd like know all the oh, fucking porn. That was yeah, Steve Rose. Shout out. Yeah. Steve Rose. He the uh one t- yeah, he used to have his like tomato hat together lists of like obscure Japanese porn. He'd go over to Japan and like get all the crazy Japanese porn and like all these like DVDs that like they just don't make shit here like these interactive like rape, DVD games yeah, rape game oh, like shit. Japanese okay, yeah. like you, shit that yeah you remember like the Nightmare on Elm Street box set when you're playing that DVD game and it's like go right or left yeah it's like fuck her ass <clears throat> fuck her pussy I like, played one of those just, games dude fucking like, seriously in like 05 I play I found one of those games online and it was like it was Trying to be the the whole thing was the game was trying to get her off without waking her up. Yeah, there I, you go. I, I do remember virtual sp- rape. Virtual dude, rape. Was, yeah, dude, it was fucking that wild. Was the, that was the actual title. I remember. He virtual had, rape like, two. Virtual rape two. I was like, all oh right, my God, dude. yeah. But the 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 virtual rape two is not the title that sticks out. There is one title for one movie on his list that I've. 
been trying to find this movie. I'll Google search it. Nothing comes up. And I still want to know what the fuck this movie is. And it's a movie referenced in our song Cinema Wasted on the split with uh, Fault Wraith. But it is a movie called The Mush Torture of the Middle-Aged Greasy Man. And if anyone has ever seen The Mush Torture of the Middle-Aged Greasy Man... Uh, send it. Yes. Yeah, P.O. Box, P.O. Box 666. <laughs> 420... Uh, Cauldron Cave. Fucking yeah, LSD Lane. If you fuckers are here, if you know what this movie is and you're fucking yeah. hearing this now, just get a hold of Bird Offerings. We'll pass that. The message Mush Man. Along. Come on, yeah. come on. Somebody's got Some the of you Mush Torture. I want to see. This. I want to know who the middle-aged greasy man is. And I, you know, I would just even want to know what Mush Torture is. Right. Yeah, we we one time went to a, uh, his room, and um. You know, we really didn't know his deal. He's just fucking shows up and, you know, just, just kind of crazy guy. But, yeah, we went back to his room one time and watched some porn. And You call that a cum shot? Like, he was fucking... <laughs> he was not impressed. He was not impressed shot. with, oh, like... That's a hard these, sell. Yeah. You call that a cum shot? He was really upset. Like, oh, wow. super, yeah. Like, <laughs> Fucking, fucking crazy. Amazing. Zero out of ten. Do not recommend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, just the fact that we made it into his hotel room, though, to watch some of that shit, that's like a great memory. That makes our hot dog parties look like fucking child's play, dude. I dug the hot dog. I dug the hot dog. Yeah. So oh, yeah. You, the hot dogs are always a good... Um, a crock pot. Those, like, those like traveled from Horror Hound to Cinema Wasteland, and then it it's, got to a point where I don't remember even advertising for them. People would find out my hotel room and be like... Pay for the fucking hot dog party. Yeah, like, just random fuck? cats will show up like, you guys are the hot Drunk dog motherfuckers guys, right? are Did hungry. Did anyone ever show up looking for a hot dog party there, but a different kind of hot dog party? Surprisingly, no. painted, like, they drew a dick with, like, balls, and they're like, hot dog party at this one. And, like, <laughs> random people were knocking on our Dude, door. Dude, like, yeah, one, one, one of the uh, conventions, I can't remember which one it was, I fucking, uh... I drew up like a fucking very perverted looking hot dog and I said hot dog party room whatever and they started sliding it under fucking doors and it was basically a hot dog in a bun like holding the bottom of his shit with like stuff coming out. Oh, fucking cash they started money. Sliding I wish I still doors. had that. That's like a Wayne Everybody wants ticket. a hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> People just like, 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 random hey. people were knocking on our door, and it's like, like give me a hot dog. Really want you got to fucking blast some girls gone wild. <laughs> girls gone wild. Golden girls gone wild. <laughs> That was the best part of Cinema Wasteland, just like going through finding random rooms to annihilate and then leave. Those like poor housekeepers. Yeah. They've got the worst job. Party, I remember walking into a random Randy's hotel room, room party and Cran- Can Crusher was there. And she was, uh, yeah. there was a girl there with her who was like, I want to, I can do it. I want to do it. And oh. She was trying to teach her how to do it. You got to pass the trade off. She's like, you got to be, you got to, you got to commit. Like that's what I was, <laughs> I was just about to say. You, that's probably the key is you really have to commit to just slamming your fucking weight down with no. Fear. You should tell them what it is too. Oh, can crush yeah. is this? Uh, <laughs> yeah, this girl Most people that don't know. Uh, dressed like a Nazi. Yeah, she like dressed up like a fucking dominatrix Nazi. Asian then, girl dressed up like a dominatrix yeah. Nazi. Yes. Don't think like white fucking like no 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 blue eyes blonde hair chick no no yeah and then she uh would take beer cans and crush them with her vagina i don't know how else to put it dude okay let's talk about how the one you went to the first one was at 2012 2013 yeah it was in the lobby and she had her fucking daughter standing there holding her coat 
I'm like, uh, I think that was the same time. Trade. Was that when she got arrested? Was that the year in front of her daughter? Oh, did she get arrested then? Uh, no, we were there she for did the one. Get she, arrested they, they arrested one year. her. Yeah, like... she, somebody pissed her off, and then she like assaulted somebody, and the cops came in and arrested her. Holy yeah. shit. But I thought that I was, was there for that, dude. Daughter. She got handcuffed and everything, and people were yeah. pissed, dude. Fucking, that's amazing. So She used to be so fucking into it, though. Like We would be in the lobby, and Can Crusher would like get there, and everybody from Oops. the convention would just be like... Here we go! Yeah, yeah it was yeah. like the full. Fo- yeah, I mean, at like yeah. midnight on Saturday night, it was like the lobby would part, circle like the Red around seas her, and yeah. everyone was hyped and ready to fucking watch, watch this shit. Yeah, that fucking one where night, the first one I took Steve to, it was like that. Like her daughter was there off to the side. Yeah, everybody was like hyped. Like, yeah, I remember <laughs> that. <laughs> She's just dropping. I'm like, this is her fucking like twelve year old daughter. Her daughter was the apprentice lighting yeah. up the cans. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, lining them up for mommy. Jared, what's going on? What's this all about? Like, just, just watch. And then I, I crunch. I'm like, what the fuck? And then like, I think it was the second year she missed the first can, and it like flew and hit the wall. And everyone started doing the ECW chant. You fucked up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. she fucking yeah. nailed the next one. Like nailed yeah. it, dude. I'm like, all right. <laughs> the the cinema wasteland little things like Can Crusher. We also always did the um. The Holiday Inn uh, would they would shuttle in the pilots from oh, the yeah, airport. The pilots. Yeah, and whenever they got there, they would arrive in a shuttle, and we would all be out smoking weed and cigarettes and shit. And whenever they got out, again, part the Red Sea oh, and let them yeah. come through, and we would all just applaud. And everyone would just cheer and applaud, like yeah. you, like Michael Jackson was just walking into the reanimated room, like, and yeah, fucking, like, like the most famous fucking yeah. brilliant person you ever saw. <laughs> And these pilots and stewardesses would just be like, what the hell is going on? Like, people just going, yeah! Just fucking, going fucking nuts for them. And, like, just parting on either side to give them this aisle to walk down. Dude, sometimes they would come down and, like, hang out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they would, they would, they got to know that, oh, this is, like, the weekend of Cinema Wasteland. They probably knew the furry convention that was a week before, too. Yeah. Which I wonder. I've always no, they, wondered about. They didn't like that. Anytime the, I remember one time uh, the lady at the hotel said that she was like the furry convention is the worst. Yeah, I'm, they were not fans. They said that the horror convention is much better. They yeah, like Cinema and here Wasteland we, over the furry yes, convention. Now yes. I'm very curious about the fucking yet, furry convention. I know. Yet, like Cinema Wasteland, what they see in those cameras, those fucking people. Like watching those cameras in the front counter, yeah, they see a fucking black and white thing of the fucking pool. We're all in there fucking naked yeah. and like fucking. I remember us going the in shit they like probably saw us and fucking putrid and just yeah, just jumping into the pool. We're just hanging out and then it's like, I want to see what the fuck this furry convention is if they're fucking if they're putting. Putting Cinema Wasteland to fucking shame. There's some fucked up shit going on. Dude, I remember going to uh so we used to go to a Horror Hound, and then one of the last ones we went to was when they got like really big and kind of because they got super popular. Yeah, I remember that. And we went to the last one in Indy when they moved hotels. They moved from the one they were in to the outskirts of Indy to oh, yeah. downtown Indy. And we had friends who were like, Yeah, dude, we fucking showed up at the one the one it was normally at. Yeah. We just forgot they switched it. He's like, there's a fucking furry convention going on. Ah. Uh, and I'm like, I kind of want to. 
I kind of want to go back over there and see what the furry convention's all about. We kept talking about that. And I'm like, what the fuck is it with this furry convention? Because I didn't know. And he's like, dude, there's like a furry convention going on. And apparently that was a thing. I didn't know because they... Like, no, like, that's just a weird world that I'm not know, like we I'm not like familiar with is it is it cosplay I don't know what is it was. sexual yeah, is it kind it, of I mean like, it's like from what I gather from it because I know a couple of people who know about it it's like you have your fursona quote unquote yeah like your avatar yeah, of basically. like yeah and then people get their suits that look like that and then yeah depending on how deep you go into it I guess there's like fucking like access holes so you can fucking have like straight up like furry sex Damn. That's insanity. Wonder so if Violent, wonder like Violent J ever. The pilots liked you guys. They didn't, <laughs> yeah. they didn't, look the they didn't like the fucking They furries. didn't like the Furbies fucking humping. They it. didn't like those little <laughs> holes underneath the tail of the costume. Those little poopy holes right there. They didn't want to know what the fox said. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Dude, we're going to... Well, okay, we're going to get into, like, Halloween. Like, what's your, like, what's your guys' like... What do you guys do for Halloween? What's your fucking haunted houses? Awesome Halloween. That's like haunted houses. I would say haunted houses. Me and Tim are fucking, you know, good friends. We usually do shit. I'd say like haunted houses. How the wicked when we can fucking go to it has always been like I would feel like before COVID the last couple of years. I, yeah, last few years mm. I've just kind of been busy, <clears throat> fucking taking my own kid trick or treating and doing all that. But you know, had all the COVID. Halloween's too, where it's hard doing stuff. But yeah, a few Hollow Wicked's in there. Hollow Wicked's um, always a good time. Haunted houses, we always try to, you know, still support and get out to because it's not a dying industry, but it is. And like, you know, a lot of these haunted houses now are forced to do escape rooms year round just to like float. Yeah, like be able to do shit and like. I don't know. It's kind of like this weirdo lost art that you go to a haunted house and like, no offense to Erebus or whatever and animatronics and shit, but a lot of haunted houses have animatronics and shit, you know? So when we go to a house and we see real fucking people acting and being in your face and shit, like that's the shit that we grew up doing and like to see. So, you know, we're, we're not, any far off from anybody else in Michigan, I feel like being haunt capital of the world for fucking years as far as haunted attractions go and shit. Like, JC's. Oh, yeah. JC's haunted houses were the most fucked up, and people yeah. never realized that shit because, like, they were the ones that were under the radar. Yeah. And it was all these like horror movie fans like like building them and shit. And meanwhile, like yeah, they're all like they got really fucked up scenes in them, and it's a bunch of drunks and fucked up workers the like that working on them. Were like like yeah, like, hammered or yeah. Like under the JC's haunted houses for people that don't know were volunteer haunted houses. They were put on by people that just like volunteered their time out of the love of doing it for So like in so like it. in Taylor where we grew up I don't know if you remember but JC's I remember the Taylor JC's fucking the, the, the three semi truck trailers Yeah yeah that's all yeah. trailer you can't one of the things you can't do the trail haunts anymore cuz of fire code violations so yep. You Fucking have to have, yeah, unfortunately a lot of 911 I know a lot of the houses you ever go to that one too? 
Uh, I don't know if I went to the Taylor one. I remember going to it and it being completely fucked up and hard to get through because I, I do kind of remember going down driving to a. T- it was, was it called it, Taylor Town or what was it? Yeah, yeah, no, there was, was a, Michael, a Taylor it was a Town strip mall with a Kmart and like Michaels and like. It wasn't Taylor Town. It wasn't in that. It was no, close to okay. it. It was on Telegraph and like. It was God. close to it. But there was yeah, just three really semi-truck trailers, but... and they spray-painted the side of it with I, ghosts and shit. Yeah, I remember that There's shit. There's literally a guy standing on a milk crate just hitting the side of a trailer with a hammer. <laughs> like, you're just like, you're like, dude. And oh, you I did, did it's the... a guy in a glow-in-the-dark hockey mask just like a... So, like ripping your shirt. Straight like, up, like, I'm not even joking, the Acid Witch song, uh, Mutilation Mansion. It's I was about to bring that up. JC's Hound that I went to in Madison Heights that I grew up. Those motherfuckers were so crazy and drunk and partying the whole time that, like, you know, I remember going through that shit and it being so brutal because these dudes were wasted with chainsaws. You know what I mean? Like, just get a get get a dude that's into metal and shit, like super fucking wasted, and give him a fucking huge like 1970s steel chainsaw that's loud as fuck. Just take the chain off. Yeah, take the chain off. Rip it, dude. And the shit that I seen there was just it. It's not like oh, what you see nowadays. God. People eating like monsters so dedicated to like the outside of the line that they would be picking garbage out of half-eaten hot dogs and shoving them through their masks and actually eating garbage just to get a rise out of like the people yeah. fucking Hell waiting yeah, and shit. Like people that weren't even getting paid, you know. It's that all were just here, just in it for the fucking. The glory. Yeah, just, that's what I'm all about. But yeah, like, I remember that Taylor one, and out of all the JC's ones in Michigan, I would say that, yeah, the Taylor one was definitely, nobody knows this, but Erebus used to be a fucking trailer haunt called the Haunted Gallery. I don't know if you remember that, Tim. Um, Trailer haunt. On Gratiot? Yes. Yeah, I remember that one in, like, Roseville. Yeah, and he did legendary shit, the Ed, um, which owns Erebus of shit like the living walls that you never see anymore because of fire code that was like stretched spandex and you couldn't tell that it was. It just looked like a black wall, but then people would be behind it and like reaching out towards you while you're sinking in like three feet of like low density foam. So you can't walk. Fuck yeah. And like, it's just so much shit now that would never, ever fly. When you go through a haunted house now, you see exit signs everywhere. Yeah, Yeah. you have to have the open ceilings and like all the fire. No claustrophobic shit. Like That was the thing back in the day was like, you didn't have exercise. And it was like, you could, if you got to the actual end. You get like a refund or whatever, but yeah. there's exits you might be able to find. That was actually started with the house, house that we met at. Dave worked at. Yeah. 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 Urban so Legends. Funny story. Secret rooms. When me and Shagrat were fucking kids, and probably you guys maybe too, I don't know, you always heard that legend of the fucking haunted house that's 13 stories that if you make it all the way through, you get yeah. your money back. Yep, yep. Well, Howard, who owned the haunted house that we kind of met each other at, came up with the idea of let's make that legend real and called it Urban Legends and, like, copyrighted that idea and, and all this shit. So, yeah, we actually... Yeah, they had, like, built fucking, three secret rooms in the house that they'd rotate out. And you um, needed to, like... Every night, yeah, and if you if you yeah. party or your group, you found the secret fucking room, you got your money back. Yeah. And they, they were the most... 
They killed it that year. They like millions walked of out dollars. Of there, yeah, with like a million dollars. We were there Jesus until Christ. six in the morning. Yeah, they would have that house shit. working Fuck. through. Yeah, Everybody would go get breakfast at like five thirty, six in the morning. Yeah. Afterwards, dude, it was insane. Dude, it was just lines yeah. wrapped around the fucking building, like not even playing. That's sick, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever hear the? Uh, I think it's in Westland. It's called like the one called Hush. There's yeah, like three I went through bars hush. inside. Yeah. This year, yeah, I guess they partnered with something and did some like, yeah, hidden bar. all that shit. I haven't just... been to it yet. I like, I like Hush, and I think it's it's actually in Michigan a great like haunted house compared to most. Um, but yeah, all those ideas kind of all stem from fucking Denise that owned Realm of Darkness in Pontiac. Realm of Darkness. Um, she stole that idea with find the wizard. In the castle and mm-hmm. get your money. Like, everybody stole that idea you had the year the clues after. Throughout fucking yeah, thing that was, that was all number. from the fucking yeah, house that, that me that and fucking Shagrat met each other. And that was literally all, like, from that shit. It's crazy to think about. But, yeah, it influenced even other states, like Ohio and shit. Like, it influenced everybody to do a money-back, like, haunt. Which was enticing because everyone heard these stories for fucking years of this place that never really existed, and now it's, like, real, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Fucking crazy. Okay, that kind of brought me in, because you're kind of, we're, we're running long here, whatever. Yeah. It's a fun conversation. But they brought me back to something I kind of wanted to talk about. Um, Evil Sound Screamers, Hard Rock Halloween, from what I heard, that was kind of based off of real stories from your guys' childhood? Um, that was Halloween. something that happened to me when I was in middle school. It's kind of influenced by stuff that happened to me and Phil because when you wrote it, we kind of changed some shit, but it's really about Tim's story. Yes. Yeah, I was, I was out late one night with some kids in middle school and got jumped by some older kids. Like, they kind of embellished a little bit with, like, the kid getting stabbed and killed but uh, they did uh like punch and like beat up some of my friends and fucking whatnot but yeah kind of based on that little kayfabe and you know like that but it is a true story and the bashing out windows and shit is all kind of shit we changed afterwards after tim heard what me and phil just like a (laughs) string of like the craziest vandalism hunt two hundred thousand dollars in restitution crazy like just like destroying everything but we added little shit little lines like that afterwards but for the most part yeah it was like what happened to tim but that is the best line in any fucking track i've ever heard in my life what coming from harpo's looking for kicks smashing out windows (laughs) with bats and bricks i'm like I have just found my favorite band. I remember you <laughs> fucking dude because dude, I was raised at Harpo's. I seen a dude in like cons, high tops, Slayer guy shitting in the sink with his pants. I've seen everything at that. Place. Oh, the Harpo's bathroom. Uh, yeah, you remember the dude? After about an hour, there was a yeah. inch of liquid on the floor. That was a good night. If oh, it was just one inch, dude, and not yeah, like no, it got <laughs> one you, foot. There was a there was a weight like a. Like they would crash. Like oh it yeah, like, it was like a tsunami. Yeah. Of oh pee, my god! But it was like a weird liquid. You didn't tsunami, know what was in yeah. it. Yeah, it was like a oh. wave all night. It's like a What's, steady wave. That was Jeff's sock too. That story that he told me. That when he went years oh, later, it was still there. Oh. I, it might have influenced the Schnauzer shirt poop wipe. 
for me a little bit, maybe. But like, yeah, we have a friend that fucking needed to take a shit at Harpo's and wiped his ass with his sock and threw it to the side. And he was like, <laughs> ten years later, we went just... back and it was still fucking. Oh yeah, stuck sure. to the fucking. Yo, okay, so we're gonna wrap. We're gonna wrap here. Like, I just gotta say. I remember <coughs> years after Harpo's being Harpo's, I went there to see some band when they weren't having shows as much anymore. And then it seemed like there was another generation of kids going to Harpo's. And I seen a kid in one of the stalls on his knees puking in the toilet. And I just thought to myself, like, we knew you don't do that. Oh, no. that's This like, kid was yeah. on, like... All four. His first beer. He, he never knew. He didn't I remember, know. Yeah, I remember. And I'm my like, first no, beer. dude. Like, someone pick him up. Like, it's like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, that poor fucking guy just got like every fucking BD possible. Just and for those of you that beer. don't know what Harpo's is, it's like this crazy venue that has. I'm not even playing like a 15 foot like stage. Yeah. That stage is dumb. Like, you can't even, like, when you go to a show there, you either need to stand back to, like, see the band or, like, just fucking see their heads floating above you because the (laughs) stage is, like, the highest stage I've ever... It is, it is. And don't go near the stage wall because they they put carpet up there from people crashing into it. Yeah. When they peeled the carpet off, all those staples were still in the wood. And my friend, like, got pushed into it. Got a staple face, deathmatch shit. His hand was split open this wide and was bleeding all over the place. There yeah, there's probably blood like, and poop all over those bad, staples dude. and yeah. shit too. <laughs> so we're gonna wrap you. Just fun. fucking shitting yeah, on the fucking walls. Oh yeah, just another like, night at Harpo's. Yeah, just another liquid to add to the floor. Yeah. There's still a shit on the fucking wall from like Overkill '87. I, I apparently <laughs> right. someone did that. But. All right, right. So yeah, man. Um, we'll awesome. wrap. We'll. we'll, we'll, we'll We'll keep some things, whatever. I was going to go into how a few other things that we, we've read now. We're going to rap. We're going to rap. I had way too many fucking names. That's what we do, man. That's what we do. We're going to wrap some presents. You are a present. <laughs> Thank you. You are a present. <laughs> I am present. All right, so. All right, man. Um, Hey guys, thanks for being on the show. Thank yeah, you. thank uh, you. Have a nice one. Thank you. It's incredible. Thank you, Kirby, for the uh, microphone. He's, He's just been up. sitting yeah, in the living room, smoking see. crack with the dog the entire fucking time. Just, I have what a piece of fucking shit. And uh, we're going to see a sitting over here eating Wendy's with Mike Tuff, smoking crack, drinking Red Bull. This you motherfucker. It's about my tough being a serious muscle maniac. Banana muscle milk. Doing steroids and Temple Void podcast. And on that note, we will see you guys next time. Thank you guys on. Appreciate it. See you Oh
Yeah.